currently is Amber's Red Ales. So I'll, I'll have to copy her. Uh, I was going to say Irish Red. Since I was a kid and still playing right now, in reggaeton would be probably like Daddy Yankee. Uh, for me, favorite artist right now, I listen to a lot of NF. If I see grilled octopus on a menu, it is done. Like, you already can just order that for me, eyes closed. I'm all about that. Uh, I'm going to go with traditional uh, pateron, Puerto nice. Rican pateron. I'd like to tell you something. Beast and Easter podcast. Yes, the podcast you love to love is back, back with another episode. I am your host, Old Head Ed. This is the podcast where we discuss beer, music, and food. Usually discuss this with a guest or guests. Um, this time is no different. This time we're also back in the house of Yeasty, Yeasty Brews. You all right? Oh. 3944 Northwest 19th Street, Lauder Hill, Florida, 33311. Shouts to Danielle and Dan, the Martinellis. Congrats to them. They just uh they tied, just, tied the knot. Tied yes. The knot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Forever and ever. Yes. But here we are. We, we are. And we're sitting. And actually, I'm sitting down now that I mentioned Yeasty Brews. I'm sitting down with a couple that I met for the first time at Yeasty Brews. I'm speaking of none other than Adrian. And Andreina. Oh, yeah. The, the team behind the tiny mallet. You guys deserve applause, too. How you guys doing? Very good. good. Thank We're you good. for having Thank us. Thank you for having us today. I appreciate you guys coming through. One of the sponsors of uh, Beard, Brews, and Food, Luis Cotto, he introduced me to you. Uh, awesome guy. Yeah. yeah I, from the moment you walked in and you said what's up to him, and he's like, yo, you got to meet Adrian. You got to have him on the podcast. <laughs> and I was like, hey, listen, I'll take your word for it. And then through time, through the events that were held here at Yeasty, we got to know each other a little bit better. Yeah. And uh, and we, I got a little bit of the story of how the Tiny Mallet started, uh, the idea behind it, the Tiny Mallet design. And I think I had told you at one point, I'm like, hold on, let's let's save it. Because save it for the podcast. Yes. Save the juicy stuff. Yeah. Yes. yes. So, um so how did, how, did, how did the idea behind the Tiny Mallet, tiny mallet design come up? Well, uh, the Tiny Mallet, that's, that's a complicated story, and I've tried to practice it a couple times. Okay. Um, I, I get better every time I say it. Um, but thankfully, I have my, uh, my partner with me, my teammate, my wife, Andreina. And at this time, it's going to be better. Because yes. she's going to help me say the story. There you go. <laughs> and you got her name right. I, 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 I would no, hope. I, I mean, I, I've, I've had a lot of practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so where do we start? We started our engagement year. Okay. So I, uh, I asked this beautiful woman next to me, and she said, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll marry you, I guess. Yeah. She didn't actually say yes. I didn't. I was like, yeah. uh, She's okay. like, uh, uh, uh. And then I just put the ring before she said anything uh, yeah. on her finger. <laughs> I just kept it on, and then this is where we are now. This is where we are now, yeah. <laughs> One yeah. kid later, a company, <laughs> I mean. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, but actually it was funny because during the engagement I said, hey, by the way, you know, with the whole wedding prep, you um, you got to give your groomsmen a gift. He's like, what do you mean I got to give him a gift? I'm like, you got to get him something, man. So he was thinking about it, and I mean, I was I, like, "Oh, a 
I'm just gonna get him socks and a tie. And she's like, "Come on, nah, dude, that's not your vibe, <laughs> right?" He's a craftsman. He's an artist. Okay. So he was like, "Oh well, maybe I'll make him something for the bachelor party. They were gonna go hiking." Yeah. Um, and you know, he just came to me one day and he was like, "I think." I think that um, I'm gonna make them something out of wood because that was. One of the things I loved working on, um, I had just recently made this beautiful um, uh, decoration for my sister's nursery um, out of this uh, wooden oak mallet that I had found um, walking through the forest. I picked up this piece of oak wood and uh, I chiseled it down with whatever hand tools I had into the first mallet, the tiny mallet, and uh, I made her that decoration. So I had a couple tools um, in hand and I was like, you know what? Maybe I should try to make some mugs for my guys. Yeah. So I've made the first five mugs, and I took them with me uh, camping in the Appalachian Trail, and I surprised the groomsmen with them. They loved them. They were they, they were just going crazy. They're like, how did you do this? How did wow. you make this? This is so custom. This is so personal. Um, we went everywhere on the trail. We went down to the river. We were kayaking. We went to the uh, to the bars to hang out, and everybody was asking me and asking us, where did you get them? How can I get it? I was like, uh, I just have these five. <laughs> I don't hard. know what to tell you. Uh, got back home. He came. Uh, he told me about to- it. Told her like- about the excitement for the mugs. We posted like one picture like, oh, hey, we're we're camping. This is us on social media. And it, it blew it up. Blew and up. everybody's like, People are like Where'd you I get want those? them. I was like, well. He just looked at me one day, you know, off the camera and, and you know, like off of social media, right? He looked at me. He was like, you know, I think we, we should do this. And I was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, you mean like you want to sell mugs? Like wooden mugs to people? Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, all right, if you're down, I'm down. And nice. it just started from there, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, we already had, uh, we have a passion for creating. Um, we're both artists in our own right. And we do work as a team, so it was almost going to say a no-brainer, plus the background that we both love craft beer already. Mm. Yeah, so. and then when he was like, you know, <laughs> let's let's make this happen, I was like, well, if you're outside in the shop sweating, making these mugs, and I'm inside in the AC, you know, on the computer, yeah, I'll make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> I could only work under certain conditions. <laughs> That's yeah. it. You know, you could keep me in the AC. But actually, I didn't know anything about woodworking, like okay. zero, right? And he's like, oh, I need some help. Like, people are, are ordering these. You know, it's back-to-back. And mm. I was like, all right, let's do it. Like, I'm going to help you out. Yeah. And he taught and me, like. I suck at tech. <laughs> tech and me don't work. I'm literally a caveman. Like, I don't, he's like, I don't even want to open the laptop. Like, that's him. He's yeah. like, can you even put the password? No. Okay. But Sometimes so, I have to write it down on my hand. Yeah. I'm just kidding. But Not really. Yeah, I went, I went and I helped him out in the shop. Man, I learned how to use power tools. I became confident. And then he's like, hey, you know, like, I need to do this thing. I'm like, nah, man, I got it. And I'm just in there taking the sawdust to the face. Like, and I'm like, beautiful. you know, using yeah. um, fire to like, this is how we get like the element, um, the way that our mugs look. You know, yeah. we use fire. And I'm torching these mugs and I'm loving it. I'm just mm. like, ooh, I think I found my, like, this is my, this, wow. you know, my job description as yeah. far as like hands-on <laughs> mug <Yes>. making. <laughs> Although I, I do like enjoy doing the, the, the firing. Um, now it's like, okay, you know what? He I'm going to hold off me. or I'm just going to, you know what? I'm actually going to go inside, shower, watch some TV and let... Nina, Andreina, do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be out here doing that anymore. <laughs> and by that point, it's cool, it's cool down outside. Yeah, it's not yeah, as hot. Yeah. So you learn from Adrian. So, Adrian, let's go back to 
like the first time you discovered woodworking? Okay, so uh, my dad uh, was always a hands-on kind of guy. Um, he taught me how to use power tools at a young age. Uh, he had his own company, VZ Painting, so he would restore roofs, um, do interiors, exteriors of buildings and homes, painting, fixing, all that kind of stuff. So it was, it, everything had to do with um, just really working all day outside on the island of Puerto Rico in the summer because I could only help him on my summer break from, yes. from school, school, right, or over the holidays. So, so you worked with your dad? Or so I worked with my dad, forever. and I was always around him where he was in the house building something or creating something. So it was, it was always hands-on uh, at a young age and, and really learning how to to use your hands to create something from nothing. Um, and then my art background, I was always into arts. Uh, both of my parents, my mom and my dad, they really made sure that they cultivated my interest uh, at a young age. Uh, so I went to a, I don't know how, how, how you say it. <laughs> We're going to um, figure it out together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to so, say uh, most things, they, and I they, do a podcast. <laughs> I don't know how I do it. So the school, um, I don't know if you call it a school, uh, but it was, let's say, art classes at a young age. Um, I did ceramics, ceramic art okay. at La Liga de Arte in El Viejo San Juan, in Old San Juan in Puerto Rico, at a very young age since I was like maybe 8 or 10. And I did that uh, every weekend on, I think it was either Saturdays or Sundays I would go or they would take me. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I started driving and I would take myself. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, so I did ceramics uh, for a long time until high school. And then um, uh, it, it was all about form, molding, using your hands to make these beautiful sculptures or not beautiful, as my mom would say. She's like, why do you keep making monsters and dinosaurs and these ugly things? Yeah. But using, using your imagination. But, you know, it was my imagination. Yeah. She, so so the, the house was decorated with these, like, crazy-looking things and the fact, out of ceramic. The fact alone that she was able to tell what it was. Because yeah. there's a difference. Like, there's kids that do things at school, and they bring it home, and despite, it, despite like, the fact oh, that it's so not nice. something I don't that know they what want. It is. Yes, exactly. It's not something they want, but they, they can't tell what it is either. Yeah. You know, and then as parents, we do the, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And we put it on the plate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, um, so that, that, that was that. So that's, that's how I was able to really get into form and function. Gotcha. Um, and then I got, I came to Florida, to the States uh, for college. I studied in the Art Institute. I got my bachelor's degree in industrial design, which is all about um, making everyday products um, able to be handheld, uh, to be user-friendly. Um, I could say, it, I always say this, from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, you're using something that an industrial designer or a designer for a product um, company makes. Let's mm. say GE, mm -hmm. it could be Disney, uh, you name it, anything like that. <clears throat> uh, so, uh, you can, so from the moment you wake up, what's the first thing you do? You get out of bed. Let's say you check your cell phone, you're sleeping on the bed, you open the doorknob, so there's already those three things. The doorknob was originally made by a designer, not an industrial designer because we all know what doorknobs have been around for yeah. thousands, Before a there couple was hundred years. Yeah. Uh, but you see, nowadays... Then, like, the intricacy like, of yeah. Like, yeah. how it looks, how it yes. functions. Yeah, so, so, you know, it does turn, it opens the door, but you don't think about it because it feels so natural and normal in your hand to mm -hmm. turn the doorknob. Yeah. And your cell phone case feels so natural and normal that you don't think about it. Okay, you're like, okay, 
the cell phone case looks really pretty, but somebody really had to think about how that curve on the edge mm-hmm. fits and feels comfortable in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, even around the house, I mean... Everyday products. Yeah, but no, even around the house, he always was, like, building things, and I'm like, I need this, and then that's it. That's all I would tell him. I need a kitchen island. Okay, and then he built the kitchen island. Like, yeah. he just went into, you know, like, that's a program that he's actually really good at, right? Like, okay. online, he went into his program, and he's, like, you know, doing the dimensions, sketching it out, and then he's like, all right, goes, gets the materials, starts building it, and then, bam, it's there, it's physical, it's real life. So wow. when he wanted to start making the mugs, it was like, okay, I want to make the mugs. I already know how to do it because he is an industrial designer. He knows how something works. He knows how he can put it together. Dope. Yeah, Dope. It was, there was a lot of trial and error uh, with the first batch um, after the first five. Um, and then we really, really got uh, modified. You know, we had, I wouldn't say we had a lot of help or inspiration, but... Um, every time that there was, let's say, good positive feedback, right, constructive criticism, yeah. um, that one big one um, really helped me take the handles and the form of the handles into the way they, they look, how beautiful and sculptural they look and how they match with the mug, yeah. with the mug or the body of the mug itself. Okay. Yeah. And at yeah. the same time, it has like an ergonomic design. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, it's useful, it's beautiful, it's sculptural, and then, you know, can kick kick back as many beers as you can fill it to the top with. <laughs> yes. Speaking of filling those things up, um, those are the official mugs of Yeasty Brews Mug Club. That's this 100% correct. correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you guys were able to secure that. That's great. Um, for my people who show up to Yeasty Brews, uh, the Yeasty Brews fam, um, you might be a Mug Club member. And uh, those. And are if the, you're not, you want to be. And you, exactly, <laughs> exactly, because there's discounts that come with it. I wish Dan was here so he can give us the rundown. But there's, uh, there's, uh, I think weekends or one day out of the one weekend out of the month. Or one weekend one, out of the month, they, they do the um, mug club pours for the 16 ounce price. So correct. our mugs actually hold 22 ounces. Mm. So you know you're getting an extra four ounce, yeah. eight, six ounces of beer yeah. for you know the 16 ounce price. Correct. So that's already an awesome perk. And yeah. then you also have our mugs with an exclusive touch, like the yeasty brews glow in the dark. That's something you're not going to see from anybody else. We don't do that custom work for anybody else. If we work with another brewery, that's a 100% Yeasty Brews, you know, trademark that we do for them. You won't see any glow-in-the-dark mugs um, for anywhere anywhere else. And, yeah, you know, we put their logo on the bottom. Like, we hook them up. You know, you kick that beer back, and you're going to see that Yeasty Brews, you know, throwing up the peace sign. (laughs) Because this one's gone. (laughs) Yeah, this is gone. Peace. (laughs) You know, we, we really came up with that idea together about how could we make these mugs extra special to match the vibe and the look yeah. of Yeasty Brews. So not only is that they have their logo with a painted logo and mm. colored, full color, it's just beautiful, hand, hand done, <laughs> I should mm. say, uh, but the glow-in-the-dark really matches the, their the, whole, the, brand, the whole yeah. you know, glow-in-the-dark yeah. vibe. If, if you've been here and you haven't been here, you got to check out The Lion. Yes. Hell yeah. yes. Check out that line, uh-huh. man. You got to snap really? a picture in front of it. And if you are a Mug Club member, you better be bringing that mug around. <laughs> oh, throw the mug up, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. That's not where it stops for you guys, too. No, no. Because I know Andreina also does something called the Tiny Picnic. That's right. Oh, we yeah. have a tiny empire. We That's what we got empire. over here. <laughs> yeah. Got the tiny mallet, and we do woodwork. We even uh, restore furniture, you know, so... 
that's something that uh, for us it's all about reduce, reuse, recycle. Nice. So 100% our mugs are actually made out of reclaimed wood. Okay. And what happened with that is that one day we found a table, and I'm like, man, this table's really cool. Like, I don't want to break it down and make mugs. So I ended up working on it. And I put some legs on it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm actually an event planner, and I think I'm going to start doing picnics because it's a social media world, man. Mm. It's all about the aesthetics. And being a new mom, I wasn't um, you know, working for any like corporation or anything like that. And I wanted a flexible schedule. So I took that table I made, and I was like, all right, let me hop on social media real quick, see if I can sell some picnics. And, you know, a year and a half later, and, like, that's my full-time job. Yeah, that's great. So that's, that's a, it's, <laughs> it's such a blessing for you to recognize that it's like when you're – you know the down. I mean, it's not really downtime because now you're raising a child. Right. Oh yeah. Know, but you know what? You know you you make the connection where it's like, okay, I'm raising a child. I'm home now. This is something that I might I might not want to go back. What do I do to right. keep to maintain things the way exactly. that they are now? And when I said that, you know the picnics are my full time job, I lied because being a mom is my full time <laughs> job. Correct. I correct. mean that's not something you ever get to clock out of. Yeah. So for me to be able to be like, okay, I have you know. Um, space this Saturday to be able to pack in two or three picnics or you know what next weekend I'm just going to spend it with my son or my family and that's something that's you know it's been beautiful for us to be able to do that with the mugs with the picnics Um, and like I said I would have never been able to like work on that table myself had Mm. my husband not taught me you know what he did already a couple little tricks so okay Okay. (laughs) Um, but then like I said I've always been um, an event planner I've always been creative and then that's my art form right I've been able to you know, create like a beautiful tablescape. And, you know, that's how I roll. And you're definitely going to see our mugs, uh, you know, at the picnics. We have uh, obviously our steins, right, our 22-ounce pours. But we do the skinnies, we do the minis. The skinnies hold, you know, about 10 ounces, and our minis hold about 6. So you're going to see a lot of those at the tiny picnic uh, because they're going to keep your drinks cool, too. Nice. So you're out in the sun. You know, I mean, you got my beautiful umbrella covering you. But yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but then you got, you know, those skinnies or the minis that will keep your drink cool, and they're not going to get too hot in plastic or glass. And that's another beautiful thing about our mugs, too. It's like yeah. a natural insulator. Plus, you know, it's it they, they match the, the beauty of the, aesthetic, the aesthetics of the mugs and the steins and the minis and the skinnies. They match the... Yeah. The just event, like the vent space that she's made, or the or the tablescape, it just adds to the natural beauty of what she's already done. You know, instead of like she said, instead of putting like normal glassware or plastic cups. Yeah, yeah. Right. definitely, definitely. So, so um, I've seen the mugs, I've, and I've seen pictures of the picnic. So, how does the picnic work? Does somebody? All right, so I mean, I have a whole website and everything. You can okay. Definitely, like, you go on the website, and then you're like, hey, send me an inquiry, and then I'm gonna go ahead and just shoot you my brochure and facts of like okay Okay. you want like a picnic for two or you want a picnic for you know 10 or 15 um and then from there we just you know we talk we plan so i'm literally helping you plan your event and people think okay event planners they're for like weddings for you know 300 people but you know nowadays especially after like the pandemic and everything Mm -hmm. you know celebrations are a little bit more intimate they're a little bit smaller and i feel like you don't have to sacrifice beauty and aesthetics, um, just because you're having a smaller event. Yeah. So I feel like or that's it's outdoors. And right. You, yeah, you can make something of it. Like it's very easy for us to go um, rent out a pavilion, some you know somewhere. But it does, and everybody does it. Right. You can go to Ty. You could go to Markham or any of the parks yeah. in South Florida. But this is different because this has a whole other feeling to it. One hundred percent. You can what do we it at the beach. Put like a personal setting to your event, 
even if it's a small scale. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So even if you wanted to do it in your backyard, right, and you can still make it beautiful. It doesn't have to be, like, the white folding table with the white chairs. I mean, like, if you have a beautiful yard or a nice lawn, like, why not, you know, put a couple rugs, put a couple pillows, and really just enjoy it. And I think that's what, for me, and what I hope for the world is the direction that we're going in is, you know, you should romanticize your life. And you should say, hey, you know, I could totally, like, sip you know rosé out of my little mini mug and just enjoy like the lake view if you're out in the backyard or the ocean views if we're out in the beach um you know or under a canopy of like trees and a nice shade just enjoy the breeze be outside like we were inside for a long time man yes. and i feel like we don't ever want to go back to that um <laughs> and you know that's just where it birthed from you know just being outside and wanting to be around like the closest people to you great so that's what the picnics are all about i agree I agree that that's that's the moment that we most cherish to be with somebody close. And then when you add a just a look and a feel to it, like I said, when you take it away from just like your standard prototypical right. you know, this regular blanket out here. Yeah. It's exactly. all about the experience. It's all about the yeah. experience. That's our whole vibe. Um, yeah. And like a, for me, I am telling you, it's all about the aesthetics, too. So <laughs> I want to give you the experience, but I definitely want to give you like that perfect instagram post you know nice. i want to make sure that it looks good it feels good just the overall vibe it's it's got to be right that's nice adrian you've also you've also um i've noticed on the ig speaking of social media and ig um you ventured out with some of the from going from just the, the natural wood look and there's been some mugs that were created with actual colors involved yes uh so uh, for a long time, I've, I've been wanting to do a really unique collab with a local artist, uh, a visual arts, Emani. Uh, His name is Emanuel okay. Durang. Uh, awesome guy. So talented. Uh, he specializes, well, his, his style is like a graffiti style. Okay. Uh, he uses many different, um, he can do acrylic or spray paint. Uh, so the first thing I thought of when I had this opportunity to do a, a special event, I wanted to do a collection of five special edition mugs and the only person i thought of to do those beautiful artwork in the miami winwood area was him nice uh so i i built them i i did i did what i could i made them as finished as possible and then i i just handed them over and he delivered uh an amazing yeah we gave him total creative freedom product to, to i was just it. like you know what it's you man yeah. just you you will be your face and your hand will be the first thing people see and then when they pick it up, they're like, okay, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. So wow. this is, you it know. just elevates it even further than, than yeah. just holding this amazing, beautiful piece of wood sculpture. It just yeah. has this artwork on it now. Yeah. So, and I would yeah. say my favorite one, I think it's one of our last ones left. Um, and it's just, it's beautifully done, you know. Adrian, he sculpted this mug, and the handle is a spray can, like spray paint. Like a spray paint can. Uh, And when we handed that over to Manny, and he did, like, he added the colors. I mean, it blew my mind. I was like, I don't want to give it. I don't even (laughs) want to sell this one. (laughs) He's like, no, we got it. I was like, no, come on. He's like, no, we can keep it. We just hide it. I'm like, no, (laughs) come on, babe. (laughs) We have a pretty uh, steady, you know, tiny mallet collection. We have our own collection. We keep one almost from each um, different collection that we do. And that's, you know, that's, again, something that we do is um, just do different kinds of collection. Like when Yeasty Brews had their anniversary party, we did a whole Viking collection. Yes. He did dragon heads, mm-hmm. um, you know, on the handles. It was very Viking style. So that's like for us when we get to collaborate with other artists or other, you know, establishments, other breweries, 
it's amazing to see like what he comes up with like what is his creativity and like oh okay when i hear this word or when i do that you know he actually made um this our after school collection he found wood he went to a skateboard shop right and then yeah. he got wood from like this deconstructed skateboard ramp. ramp yeah okay so he was like all right i got wood from a skateboard ramp and i was like okay cool and then that's where like i came in right and i was like all right you know what i don't know why but like skateboard school so that became our after school collection yeah and the and handles yeah because um i had also found <laughs> this like one two by four that was like painted yeah. this like old yellow color that looked just like a number two pencil yes <laughs> i don't know i haven't been in school in a long time so i don't know if they're still using <laughs> well, the, probably the yellow number every, two pencil. it's all tech now <laughs> but it literally looked the paint looked just like it so it looked like a huge pencil just right there on the side when i picked it up i was like oh my god it looks like a huge pencil yeah. And I brought it and I brought those two things together and we're like Nina was like, Yeah. The after school collection. Proof I was positive like, that that's perfect. what you guys had to go with. Oh, right. You know, so, so you know, my man creates, I market, that's just how we roll. Nice. <laughs> Tell let the people know where they could find you guys, where they could uh get a hold of you, emails, social medias, whatever oh, you guys man, got no going. Doubt, no doubt. So we have the tinymallet.com. You can go on there and check out our mugs. We have our skinnies, we got our minis, we got our special editions, we got our OG steins, we got our apparel. You know, you got to walk away with a mug and a cool mug club tea. You know, got to let them know you're in the club. Yes. It's a very exclusive club, and oh, you yeah. know you want to show it off. So you got to grab the pair. Um, I even have uh, baby clothes because we have a son. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. You know, Everybody for, gets decked out. Hell yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, one of our best sellers uh, as far as apparel is our I like my wife, but I love my beer tea. <laughs> There's an amazing story behind that. Hell yeah. 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 <laughs> So one day, let me tell you a story real quick. <laughs> one day, I'm coming back. I'm holding both of our beers, right? And <laughs> I trip. I trip, and I'm just like, oh, my God, I fell. And Adrian's like, oh, the beer. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> fine, dude. <laughs> By the way, I'm good. <laughs> oh, is there another no beer? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. dude, Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, my so husband funny. loves me, but he, he likes me, but he loves his beer. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And then sometime later, obviously, you know, we were going through ideas. It was like, oh, what, what cool stuff would you put on our shirt? She's like, remember this one day? I was like, oh, that is awesome. Yeah, that one day. So yeah. then when we had our son, I made this onesie that said, you know, I like my mom, but I love my milk. milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's only right. It's only right. You know, like father likes sons. There you go. <laughs> my people, you got a good amount of information, a, a, a great story to start off with, but there's a lot more podcasts to get to. It is called Bruce Beast and Eats After All. That's right. Uh, we're going to sit down and sample a couple of beers so we can get you guys thoughts on them. So I hope everybody sticks around. I mean, it's just getting good now. Yes. Agree? All right. Yeah, I know what's up. It's Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast. Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast, and we have reached the Bruce portion. As I hinted earlier, this is the portion of the podcast where I provide four beers for our guests to sample. Um, we'll try each beer. They'll give us their thoughts. Uh, in between, each beer will kind of get stories as far as maybe the early beer memories um, the first time they had a beer, the first time they enjoyed one, um, then we'll fi find out what they're drinking nowadays. And before it's all said and done, we'll get a one through four, uh, most favorite to least favorite. You guys, you guys had the opportunity to pick out beers, so <laughs> if you don't like them, it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's on us. <laughs> yes, no, no, but um, 
It's I, exciting. It's exciting. So definitely, let's let's start with this one here. The first beer we're trying is from the Biscayne Bay Brewing Company. It is their pastime. It is a Pilsner. Comes in at a 4.5% ABV. And it's brewed here in Miami, Florida. And here we go. This is the, the dead air where I'm pouring. <laughs> Maybe I should do a little jingle. Do, 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 do. I, you know, I got <laughs> Actually, that's a great idea. I like the way you think because uh, I got to do like a preset. I got to put one of those sound presets where I just let it nice. play in the meantime. Yes. And then like okay. what's happening. Like I think I said that with um, when I sat down with Cece. Shouts to Cece. Uh, when I sat down with her and I said, man, I got to include like the, uh, the Jeopardy um, that waiting that, the, that the, the time the tone. clock. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That'll be that'll be. Uh, That'll be cool to add in there. I mean, I'd probably get sued, like get a cease and desist from Jeopardy. Be like, what are you doing? You can't use that. <laughs> so whenever you guys are ready. Cheers, oh, cheers man. Cheers. Yes. That's a the good Tiny song. mallet. Yeah. <laughs> mm, light. That's nice. Like I said, you can't go wrong with the Pilsner if it's going to be a long day. Mm-hmm. Yes, and with four beers, it's probably going to be uh, a good time. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. Yes, Definitely. So so we give the thumbs up with the uh, the pastime pilsner. I liked it too. I think I've had this one before, um, but yes, it definitely is that that type of beer that you have where you're gonna you know you don't want to do anything too heavy. You might have some things to do afterwards, so you don't <laughs> you don't want to get in the bag too some, quick. Some very specific things to do after each beer we have. <laughs> right, yes. right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. kind of like this show. It's like after every beer we do something. Speaking of, this is where I ask you guys your your earliest beer memory or your early beer memory. All right, this is my favorite part, right? Hold on a second. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So, my earliest beer is I hated beer. (laughs) I hated it. I would play beer pong at parties, and it was like, you know, it was like (laughs) the traditional, you know, Corona beers, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I met my husband, well, my my then boyfriend. <laughs> and he's like, craft beer boss, right? Like, you have to defeat all the other, like, Too much craft beer drinkers <laughs> in order to get to this yeah. man. Like, yeah. this man knows what he's talking about. And I was like, shit, I don't know shit about shit. <laughs> he was like, all right, I'm going to get you into beer. I was like, doubtful, I drink wine. And no. So he's like, I'm going to get you into it. And man, did my man do it? Cause I, I asked the he, questions. I was like, "What? What do you what like? Flavors? Do you like?" Yeah, then, he really did ask the questions to try and get to know like my palate, right? Yeah. Like, what is what? What flavors, right? And we went out um, to to just you know we went out on a date. It was like early dating, and he bought two beers. And he mixed them together. And I was like, oh, this man might not know what the hell he's talking about. He's <laughs> over here mixing beer. I don't know about this. But then, let me tell you, I tried it. And every time we hung out, I'm like, can you get those two beers and mix them together? <laughs> it was like, you know, you need to have them now. Yes. Right? Every time we hang out, you need to have them, like, on deck. And I need to drink that. And that was, like, my go-to for a while. And he, you know what? I'll tell you, it was like... Frambro- framboyan from bois from bois yeah it's like okay. i think the the french i, I don't like <laughs> a strawberry raspberry it's, i flavor, think it's like yeah. a raspberry it's it's from france and i think it's of uh, the the raspberry 
a Belgian style of uh, okay. right. raspberry you, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What okay. did you mix that with? It, it was probably like a light beer, probably maybe like a like a light ale or a pilsner. It could have been. Yeah, yeah just yeah. to like soften that that uh, the sourness and the too sweetness of the gotcha. of the fruit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, when it's brewed in. Not bad. It was a perfect and compliment. Give, and then give you something that you're f- a taste you're familiar with too, because if right. you're used to playing beer pong with like some of the, yeah. and then of course know. the wine, the wines, some wines are very fruity. Exactly, so especially the the that palate play, that I, yeah. you know, yeah. that was my palate was fruity play, wine. Play into that too. Yeah, nice. Back nice. then I don't drink so much okay. fruity wines anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, we we haven't had that in a really long time. Yeah. There's an evolution that has happened. <laughs> yes, there's an evolution. Why, why don't we have it today? <laughs> We'll pace ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Adrian, that early beer memory. Hold on a second. You get the sound, too? <laughs> I like that. That was good. It's magical. Ah, <laughs> I remember this one day, Colorín Colorado, a long time ago, <laughs> like we say back home. <laughs> yeah, uh, mine, again, I it goes back to my dad, um, which is kind of kind of crazy that he never had Coronas or Bud Lights or anything like that in the house. He had Samuel Adams Boston Lager. Oh wow! Okay. And obviously, I didn't think about it when I was a kid. Uh, but when I came of age in Puerto Rico, <laughs> which is eighteen, by the way, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he had me try, and I was like, mm, "This is kind of weird." But now thinking back, it's like, man, Boston Lager, and then my favorite is a uh, Irish Red, and it plays into. A, the malt character, got you right. The the roasted malts and the 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 little bit of hops that they use, which so just just has a little bit of bite to it. So that has that balance, and I guess I always liked it since since he had me try it. You know, so in a way, he's always been into craft beers even before the mainstream people were into craft beers, right? Because right. we, as we all know, <laughs> um, in the craft beer community, who 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 were the first? Right, Sam Adams. Yes. Right? So yeah, yeah. The OGs. that was that <laughs> the was considered OGs. yeah that was considered like left field compared to everything else. Exactly, right. exactly. So uh, I, I guess I had an early start in the craft beer world, <laughs> thanks to nice, my father. Yeah. Nice, my so father's shouts, taste in beer. Shouts to pops yeah. for yeah, sure, yeah. for sure. We're gonna get into this uh, second beer, which but also leads me to a question as far as um, you know your your dad. Uh, having uh, the Boston Lager at the house and that kind of putting you on to different beers from the you know the staples or the usual suspects. Yeah. Do you share beer with him <laughs> now and be like, "Yo, try this"? You know, wow. recently, um, yeah, recently yeah. So we went. We, we took a trip. Oh, did yeah. I hit on something? Yeah, <laughs> and it's great because my. You know what? My my dad is a character. Oh um, but, man, but he's my best. wife, my wife Andreina is it's I'm I'm gonna say the words person, so she's gonna be able to <laughs> eloquently tell you this in a really awesome way. Okay. <laughs> so my man over here, he went and got us some craft beers in Puerto Rico and we were gathered around the table and um you know, the the kids had gone to bed at this point, right? Okay. My sister-in-law was there with her husband, and he's a huge craft beer drinker, too, and he's Irish. So <laughs> it was my in-laws, my, Which you, you can know, pretty much say he's just a beer drinker. Right, right. He's just a big beer drinker. Just a You're beer Irish. drinker. He's yeah. Irish. <laughs> so there's that. But he appreciates all the craft, which nice. is really dope. Nice. Um, so we're gathering around the table. He has this, you know, six, eight beers, and we're sampling. Okay. And everybody's got a little cup just like the one we got here. And all of a sudden, he's like, all right, 
you know, Adrian's like, I want everybody to like tell me about the beer. Uh, we yeah. had our own <laughs> beer review, <laughs> right? You, you know, okay. it was a, it was off brews, beats, and eats, but you know, it was, it was still it was a still dope review. It was a still uh, dope uh, talk. Hey, hey, invite me. I'll be there. <laughs> we'll fly you out. <laughs> um, so we ask, you know, Vinny, hey, what do you think about this beer? And he's just sampling it and tasting it and smacking his lips, and he goes. It's very glamour. <laughs> <laughs> no, just like that. We we just like that. I'm t- I mean, I'm talking back, about. I got the accent and everything. Like, okay. Oh my god, that's the best review mm, ever. It's very glamour. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. How many beers in do you have to be to it to describe another that was beer number as glamour? Two, number three. It was yeah. like number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what we're saying. He's a character without oh, beer. Good. He's just a character. What's his name? Vinny, 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 Vinny. Yeah. Yeah. shouts to Vinny, yes. and, and in honor of Vinny, we didn't even know this was happening. But um, <laughs> the next beer is it's the Irish Curse, it's the Irish Red. Irish, <laughs> yes, correct. It's from Hourglass Brewing. It is the Irish Curse. It's a red ale. It comes in at a five point nine percent ABV, and it's brewed in Longwood, Florida. Let me know what you guys think. This is a good one. Now, and we I'm said, biased. sorry guys. Hell yeah! I was just gonna say we're both biased because he got me into reds, and this is smooth. Even if I didn't like it a little bit, I wouldn't even tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Irish curse. Yeah, we're gonna nice. have to First stock all, up on some of those. Uh, so, so if we can do a little quick review, I'd say I do love Irish Irish beers, mm. and we're both super picky about them. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you know what? If you don't do it right, they might have a funky aftertaste. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that about yeah. reds, but this one goes down smooth. Yeah. I like the little tingle. It lets me a little tingle in the back of my tongue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> some, some beers do that. It's got yeah. a good tingle. Yeah. Right. I had good, go good, good job, guys. Good job on the beer. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, hourglass Brewing. Hourglass, cut the check. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, Getting you know, mad promo out here. I got, yeah, I got, I got sponsorship opportunities. Uh, let's not just stop there. What's the oh? So what's the beer that you guys enjoy? Is this the this is pretty much the beer you guys enjoy? This this is well, no, because, no, because uh, we we said we we like all kinds. Of we don't like sticking to one. Like I, I know a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm gonna have my six pack with with those six there, the or gonna I'm gonna drink these these ones for like a couple months. No, man. I, right. I literally like having a different beer every time I sip. Exactly. I mean, I, that, that's, and that's, that's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> and, you know, like, we don't drink so much, um, you know, at home because this is our job. We go to breweries, we sample beer, you know, mm-hmm. we sell our mugs. Yeah. Um, but we go to different breweries, and that's why we say Irish, you know, red or amber ales are our favorite because we'll look at the menu and, oh, automatically, the red is like, Let's try that you know, one. we're going to yeah. order a red, and then whatever else we order after, fine. Yeah. But, like, if they have a red on the menu, that's usually the first one that gets picked. That's but, what we say. Um, uh, tell, tell them, so or I guess your second favorite is very different than my second favorite. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I can do a Pilsner, Hefeweizen's. Um, the funny thing is, actually, I love stouts, but I can't drink more than like six ounces. More like a little sample. Same. <laughs> because same. if I drink, you know, 16, 22 ounces, right? That's what our mugs hold. If I drink 22 ounces of a stout, that's it. I'm done. And I'm not talking about, like, Heavy. being inebriated. I'm talking about, man, I'm full. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm <That's> full. Breakfast. <laughs> exactly. But Very I just silly. love the way they taste. I love a chocolate. I love a coffee. Oh, so good. It's just so good. It does, it does hit on those notes, and I think that's something that uh, a lot of, you know, Coffee fanatics, or or uh, or, yeah. or um, that's me, that's whiskey. Me. <laughs> that's why I don't I don't drink them because I'm not, not a coffee, coffee fan. Guy. <laughs> oh, 
Also, I'm not alone. No. I don't drink coffee. Oh, I love the smell of coffee. Right, it reminds me of home. <laughs> I love the smell of coffee, yes. but I will not drink it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't see a need for it, and yeah. it, it's crazy. And people probably argue with me about it. No, and then just recently, you know, all the coffee drinkers are posting like, uh, "Hey, coffee drinkers, uh, they're like they're they live longer, or they're or there's something about coffee. I don't know Ow. what it was. It was something about that it prevents I don't know dementia. I don't know something. There's something like a benefit to like coffee. Like a memory. Okay, I see. something I to like a benefit. I don't know. Don't which one it was again i'm just a podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not, not a doctor jim <laughs> no checks no fact checks no fact checks no fact checks for sure before we get into this third beer i wanted to take this time to shout out the sponsors beard brews and food uh lady g with the g juice remedies she whips up juices that are like great for everything she's got a little something she does also um sea moss if you're into the sea moss and you want to start doing that, it's all healthy, all alkaline waters. So shouts to her. Uh, Mama Juana King, <laughs> the homie, Mama Juana King. Hit him up on IG, Mama Juana King. He's got the best Mama Juana that I've ever had. And growing up in a Dominican oh, I'm household. Have to, yeah, I'm going to have to try that. I'm Dominican. Oh, are you? You didn't oh, know that? I did Damn. not know that. That's why I, I was like, oh, Mama Juana, nice. All right, Mama Juana <laughs> King. I'm going to hit her up. No, hit no worries. Up. We're going to make it happen. I'll get you something. Uh, shouts to Mama Juana King. Yeah, like like I said, growing up in a Dominican household, <laughs> Mama Juana experiences, that's the one bottle that the parents left behind where it's 100%. like they were, they were comfortable <laughs> leaving it in the open because any kid that tried to drink that, it would you'd swear, you'd swear off liquor. That's for the it, rest forever. Of it's like forever. <laughs> but if they would have had a bottle of Mama Juana King at the house, it would have been a, a nation of alcoholics because his Mama Juana is just on point. Yo, shouts, really? shouts, to, shouts to Mama Juana nice, King. Nice. Also, I want to take the time to let everybody know that along with, you know, shouting out the sponsors, July 28th, the Hop and Smoke event put together by Beard, Brews, and Food and Craft Beer Cellar. It's a Thursday, July 28th. It's the Hop and Smoke. It's the cigar and stout pairings. Um, you guys go check that out for those of you who like stouts. And maybe, I don't know if the cigar kind of like breaks <laughs> up the monotony of just drinking a whole stout, but... I'm not a cigar smoker either, so but yeah, go out there and enjoy it. All by all means, if any, if anything, go out there and just see the sights of CBC, a craft beer cellar. Enjoy the view. The sunset's crazy out there um, for all my romanticos. And also July 9th, this Saturday. When you're hearing this, it'll be this Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking at me like, wait, this Saturday, July? We're still in, we're still in June. <laughs> Yeasty Brews, uh, the home the home base for Brews Beats and Eats the podcast, is having an NFT event with oh, another oh. Brews Beats and Eats alumni. Uh, the homie Rock Soul. So they're going they're collaborated with the uh, Board Ape Yacht Club in order, in order to honor the NFTs. There's a collab that's happening. Again, Dan's not here to give us all the details, but I can tell you what I know. Um, they're dropping two beers that night. It's the Board Captain IP Ape. It's a hazy IPA, and the second one is the Mutant Ape Hard Seltzer with pineapple and red dragon fruit. Ooh, oh, Tiny Mallet will be here. That sounds great. If, if you guys, if, if for those of you who've been to, to uh, Yeasties, I don't have to tell you about their seltzers. If you haven't been here, come out and try the seltzers. The seltzers are fire. Yes. And I don't drink seltzers. I don't drink and seltzers, the only but seltzers I drink I like my Yeasties. are the ones from Yeasties. The trifecta. I'm right there with you guys. That's what I'm talking about. Um, so, yeah, come through July 9th. And and uh, and yeah, man, try try the seltzers. Come get to know the artists behind some of the uh, backdrops of the Board Ape Yacht Club. That's the homie Rock Soul. Shouts to Rock Soul. Let me give him one of these. Hey. And uh, yeah, and Dan and Dan and Danielle for um, seeing the vision. Let's get into this third beer. That's a beautiful sound. <laughs> ASMR. I take actually one of your glasses. I'm so foul. Like here, pouring my own beer for the guests. Nah. I was raised better. 
No, it's okay. cash. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, Andreina always takes a sip before we toast. That's one hundred percent correct. <laughs> I put her on the. I put her on the spot. Yeah, you did. You did. Really? That's one hundred percent correct. And then she's like, "Oh, I forgot to toast." Oh, like, so it's not man. like a traditional thing. It's just you. It's you just, get ahead. You jump the gun. I just like man. You she'll give like, me. You give me the beer, nice. and like, I just she'll drink pick it. Up the beer. She'll set it up. Bring out our mugs. Open the can. Pour it out. Really awesome. Like set up the table. Like you know, tablescapes. Hey. Makes it all happen. <laughs> it's all about the experience. And then. She Take takes a sip. a sip. I was like, ah, oh, I was waiting. What about the cheers, man? What about the cheers? I sip and cheers. It's overrated. I sip and then I cheers. She's cheer. like, I want it. I, I want the, I want the first it's sip. It's my beer and I need it now. <laughs> so let's get into this third beer. It's from the Swamp Head Brewery. It is their Moonbeam. It's a New England IPA. Cool. Comes in at a 7.8%. And it's from Gainesville, Florida. I'm going to give this one a go. You guys want to give this one a go? Cheers. Right, cheers. cheers. I didn't sip. Yeah. I didn't sip this time. <laughs> There's growth. There's growth happening on the podcast. I'm going to take a moment before you guys fire off your opinions. And I just want to say, like I said, I let you guys choose these beers. I'm not an IPA guy, but you guys chose the right one. Okay. Like, this isn't my first time having it. And this is actually an IPA that I can enjoy. So so, thank you guys. Of course, of okay. course. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, agree to disagree. <laughs> I'm not an IPA person, so I'm gonna be biased, but it's, it's not my vibe. Okay. <laughs> I've had some IPAs. I've had some IPAs that I enjoy. Um, it's a few. It's few. It's very few. It's a really short list. Fits in your hand for sure. That's for an sure. excellent point because that was that was me for a long time. I was like, I could count them, and I still have fingers left over on one hand as far as the IPAs <laughs> that I like. And then through doing the podcast, through meeting brewers and just experiencing IPAs, I don't know. It's, it's become hard to tell whether I don't know if it's because I'm just getting used to IPAs that I like some better than others. Right. Like it's like it's might be it might be. Um, it's like, an acquired taste. Yes. So but there's still IPAs that I try where I'm like, oh, this, is, this is not it. This, this is, is not, not it. it. <laughs> An IPA that I really like was from from the homies Twin Flame Brewing. Um, Ooh, they, they, Twin Flame. Shouts to uh, Diana and Brian. Brian. Yes. <laughs> we love us in Twin Flame. <laughs> yes, I do. And I love them even more because they... Yeah, those they guys are awesome. One of the few people, well, the first, not the first home brewers, second home brewers that uh, sat down with me and they're like, yeah, let's make a beer. And they, they had me uh, help. And then I helped, you know, I kind of told them what I liked. And Diana's great as, at mixing the profiles. And she came up That's with an IPA up. that I enjoyed. So, yeah. So so now I'm, I've moved on from, like, just one hand of IPA. So, like, I'm counting them on the other hand. Good. Too. Look at you. Good, good. That's growth. <laughs> yeah, so growth. I, I was going to say, so my second favorites are, are definitely IPAs. Okay. So uh, apart from the... From like uh, the ambers and the red ales, I go. Yes. And my go-to's are the IPAs. I've slowed down because they are. They used uh, to be number one. Real, they used to be number one for a long time. Uh, when you know when the craft beer community really hit hard on the IPAs, you know when it, yeah. when it first jumped jumped on the scene like that. Uh, I loved and I love tasting all of them. Super bitter, but I I like that punch. I really do. And I think the the stronger the IPA. I'll go, I'll be like, you know what? I'd rather taste a really, really strong, strong IPA than just have like a mainstream IPA. Mm. But then nowadays, my go-to is a New England hazy IPA because it's, it's softer on the palate. Got you. For sure. You. So that's, that's I, I like that. So I, I do enjoy this beer. 
Yeah. Uh, the the one that the swamp uh, swamp head. Yes, the swamp yeah, head yeah. moved me. Well, okay, you can have my son. <laughs> <laughs> You'll enjoy it a lot more. <laughs> Those are great husband duties. It's like yeah, you're you gonna finish feel me? this beer. Oh, I'm f- so sorry oh, that you couldn't. You know, I, I have to bend his arm clearly. Look you don't that. want it to get hot. You no, know, right, right, can't right, waste right, good right. beer like that. <laughs> That's excellent. Um, so I guess it's time to get into this fourth and final beer. We are ready. The last that was chosen by the uh, the team Tiny Mallet. Nice. Okay. Team Tiny. <laughs> team Tiny. <laughs> hey, hey, where's the room? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, gentlemen. And this fourth and final beer comes from Three Daughters Brewing. Oh, this fourth and final beer is it's gonna hit. I could, yeah. Oh, I yeah, love Three Daughters Brewing. <laughs> This is going to be something else. Um, this is how I know it's going to be good. From th- Three Daughters Brewing, uh, it's a Belgian-style golden strong ale. Mm. Whenever a beer says strong. <laughs> you feel me? What is the ABV on that? So that's a 9.5. Oh, okay. Nice. This is the top of the mountain <laughs> for us. Um, and, it is, uh, and, it, and I imagine it comes, that 9.5 comes by way of the fact that this was a collab they did with the St. Pete Distillery. Okay. So yeah, I'm sure there was a barrel of something involved. Yeah, exactly. I was just gonna say, oh, you said yeah. distillery salt, yo, the yeah, whiskey fermented barrel. in the barrel. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah oh, ex- whiskey barrel says it right on the can. <laughs> Andrea, have you done this before? <laughs> you know, I'm observant. <laughs> I was gonna say this is this is in her court right now because, like we said before, like she has her second favorite, and I have my second favorite, and yeah. the Belgian, Belgian ones styles, are yeah. not. My favorites at all. I, I have okay. a hard. That's time. That's why he he gotcha. deterred me, right? I was trying to pick that one. Like, He's oh, like, maybe sure? not that one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right, all <laughs> right. Trying to talk you out of it. <laughs> oh well, let's give this one and go. And all right. See well, cheers think. to our final beer. Cheers, for real. There you go. Just okay. as you suspected, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, just like I thought. I wasn't gonna like it. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's it's like a love hate with with the Belgians for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I'll drink this one for you. I like, <laughs> I, I like the way they smell. Mm. They have really good smells. Okay, Andrea, but, but, gonna, but, she's gonna return the favor. She's like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you took my IPA. I'm gonna take your Belgian. Yeah. Andrea, what do you think think of this one? Oh, I like this one. I like this one, and I don't even mind that it's strong, right? Because I don't drink whiskey. Right, okay. so the fact that it's whiskey barrel and it's not <laughs> a traditional Belgian, I don't mind because it's subtle. Mm-hmm. It you know might pack a little bit of a punch, and maybe it's the three beers before that talking, but mm. I feel like it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice. all good. I agree. It's got a good flavor. You know, uh, I I could probably have one, just one of these. Not because it's my favorite, but the the fact that you can taste the hints because I do mm. like whiskey as well. Yeah, um, and I like bourbon. Okay, I like do I do like enjoy drinking bourbon and having an old fashioned. So it does remind me of those kind of notes, um, and it's it smooths out the Belgian, the I don't know. I think the the, the yeast flavor you're on, or, you're or something because or the yeah. bitterness of the of the Belgian that I usually don't like. I think the the whiskey cask in in the wood. It's all yeah. about the wood, guys. <laughs> I, t- I told you, craft beer boss over here he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I think I think it really it, it makes it. That I can I can probably enjoy it, but uh, 
But maybe just one for me. Yes. <laughs> in, in other words, he's not going to give it to me. <laughs> no, I will. I will. I will. I will. Because, you know, we, we, it's half and half. You know, we that's have to it. share that one. That's, that's, that's just how we yeah. roll. That's what I'm talking about. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, and I'm glad, I mean, we were on the same wavelength where once you started describing that, I was like, yes, that's exactly, like, you took the words out of my mouth. That's exactly what I feel about this one. It's like, I like Belgians, but I, I get it that that taste, that that coriander, orange peel, right, right, it, comes, right. it could be a little too much. But... The um, the whiskey the barrel as the whiskey barrel aspect of this kind of dulls it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I could see where I could sip a couple of these and not be like, all right, I'm done with the, that that Belgian taste. Yeah. This is the hard part. This is where you guys get to decide your least favorite to your most favorite of the four beers we tried. All right, that's not it's not so hard for me. Okay. Okay. It's not so hard. Whenever for you're ready, fire away. My least favorite first, yeah. is 100% <laughs> going to be the Moonbeam Swamphead IPA. And it's nothing against Swamphead. It's nothing against anything, you know, about IPA. them. It's <laughs> just the IPA aspect of it, you know, to be frank. You didn't and have her at IPA. <laughs> you did not. You did not Those have Those were definitely IPA. not the first beers I had her taste because no. this would not be happening right now. No. <laughs> no. I would have been like, see, I told you I don't like beer. I'm out. <laughs> Um, and then 100%, the Irish Curse, they, they nailed it. That's my favorite, you know? Nice. That's my favorite for sure. And then the two in between? I want to say I'm going to go with the pastime from Biscayne Bay. That was my second favorite. Two. Okay. And then the third would be the um, Whiskey Barrel from Three Daughters. Well, I love Three Daughters. I've had a lot of their beers, and I haven't tried this one before. Maybe it's just um, the whiskey aspect of Got it. Got you. You know, kind of put them on my bottom too. Okay, okay. Adrian, it's your turn. So I'm gonna go with the uh, um, with the Irish as my number one. Okay. Hey, and we're uh, in unison. <laughs> and the Belgian's gonna be on the bottom, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love that they they you know I, I, with, with any beer and any any brewery that that switches it up that mixes different styles. I mean, it's always appreciated in the palate. It, it's an amazing thing, all the talent that behind uh, to make beer accessible and available culinarily mm-hmm. <laughs> to yeah. everybody's palate, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's great that they, that they reach out and, and try new things. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with Irish first, the, the Red Ale first, the Belgian last, and then I'll do the IPA second. Okay. Um, and then the pastime Pilsner, Pilsner as, as third, number three. and nothing against third place. Um, just you know, maybe I, a little I, bit I, too light for you. Maybe a little bit too light. Uh, you know, if we were on La Playa at the beach, then yeah. maybe number one. There you go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll kick back like a six pack yeah, yeah, each. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do the pastime for sure for myself any day of the week. Nice. Uh, a Pilsner style on, on, on the beach in La Playa. Right. Yeah, any day. Dope, dope, my peoples. <laughs> they gave you the rundown. They sampled the beers. They made it through. They sampled the beers. We heard the stories, and they gave you their thoughts, one through four, the, the, the most favorite to the least favorite. So we've done everything we're supposed to do on this side of the podcast. That means that it's time for us to move on. Y'all stay tuned. The Beats is coming up soon. What about the Beats? The Beats. The Beats. The Beats. The Beats. The Beats. Bruce Beats and East the Podcast. And uh, we successfully navigated through the brews portion of this, and we've arrived at the beats portion. Um, this is the portion of the podcast where uh, I get to know, we get to know our guests' musical taste, uh, the music they grew up listening to, what they're listening to nowadays, um, what motivates them while they're doing what they, they do. 
and and at the end we might even get into or venture into um the music that some people might be surprised to hear that you guys enjoy <laughs> so um so yeah without a further ado i mean I, i'll leave it up to you guys um musical music growing up music growing up um i gotta tell you growing up i actually listened to a lot of rock I was super into rock, and I'm not talking about just, like, the emo bands, like, you know, Papa Roach and Blake mm-hmm. 182. <laughs> I mean, I was into them, but definitely, like, you know, the OGs, Guns N' Roses, U2. I was all up in them. Queen, I mean, masters, you know? Yeah. So that's something that was, like, middle school, high school for me. Um, but at the same time, I was really into hip-hop. Okay. I listen to a lot of Snoop. I listen to a lot of Dre, a lot of Eminem. Um, you know, I got to tell you, you know, when I listen to Dr. Dre's, what's the difference between me and you? Talk a big talk, but you don't do what you're supposed to do. Yes. That's me to me, yeah, okay. you know? Yeah. So every time I'm slacking, every time I'm procrastinating, I'm like, man, what's the difference between me and you? Like, I'm, I'm going to get shit done, right? <laughs> so Dr. Dre is my motivator um, back then and now. I put on my headphones, I jam out, I open up my laptop, and I just listen to him. Um, I listen to a lot of NF these days. Okay. Every time I hear uh, dreams, every time I hear clouds, you know, and he's like, oh, you know, failure is how you learn your lessons, kids. And those lines for me, like a lyrical genius, you got me. Mm. You find me a lyrical genius, and that's it. Like, I'm going to listen to them. You know, I'm going to support them. They're going to be on my playlist, and I'm going to I'm gonna talk about their lyrics on this podcast. There you go. That's what it's made for. That's what I'm talking about. Um, so for me, it's all about the lyrics. It doesn't matter, honestly, what kind of genre of music. Okay. But when it comes to it, really, hip-hop is like the beat. So even me, I'm a, I call myself a writer. Okay. So I'm marketing, you know, the Tiny Mallet, and I'm promoting it. And when I'm sitting down and I'm copywriting, like, you know, captions on social media mm-hmm. or whatever we're putting on the website, I'm thinking, okay, like, what's my writing style? Mm. And it's very, honestly, it's very hip-hop. And okay. I'm not sitting here, I'm going to, like, rap for you. But <laughs> no, but I get it, though. It's, right. It's, that's definitely, it's, it's funny how I came up in the era where hip-hop, was like looked down on. Right. Oh, um, I couldn't even listen to that in my house. Yeah, <laughs> and it, or, or they wouldn't even play it on the radio. Or or you would probably f- maybe get approached by the police if you played it in a in a public area. Like that was the that and was. And speaking of with, I don't know what's the the baseline for this podcast. If you're gonna edit this out, but I would be blasting. Fuck the police. <laughs> Every time I'd be rolling down. Yes, yes. So this is this Pines is, Boulevard of all places. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? And this is so this was before there was an anthem that stated that. So oh, exactly. this was before then, you know, when you're talking about public enemy and you know, run DMC and, oh, and run DMC. Yeah, yeah. So it was like that was a time where you know, that even then, that was a time where there was some acts that were making their way into the mainstream, and there's several other acts that didn't make their way into it. But um, where was I going with that? I'm just like <laughs> now, I'm, I'm just intrigued by the whole hip hop thing. Um, but so yeah, so I could imagine that now listening to listening to um, hip hop now, 
it's, it's, so, it's so much more accepted. So you get a, a wide, yes, uh, but a you know what? Perspective. It is more accepted, but the new style is a little bit different. And I'm not talking about like artists like NF and even like um, I don't know if you heard of like these artists, but like um, I think Andy, like Minio, like Andy they're very Mio, yeah, yeah, man, they're yeah. very like a little bit more underground. They're not so mainstream. I absolutely love him or Ryan, something with a C. He's and really dope too. Know. Um, you know, and they're a little bit. You think about like NF, right? And he's like, "Oh, I'm not a Christian artist, but like, just the message that they portray is freaking beautiful. I absolutely love that." So when I say like lyrical genius, and mind you, I'm over here talking about fuck the police and NWA. <laughs> you know, like Easy E, yeah. obsessed with not a lyric. lyrical genius, right? Yeah. You know, but um, like it's catchy. It's yeah, catchy, definitely. and you. you Sometimes you can have a little bit of both, and you can like live in that world where it's yeah. like, damn, that's that's mad catchy, or like, wow, you can like really listen to the words, you can really listen to the lyrics, and like get into it, you know, bob your head, like yeah. hell yeah. And sometimes Absolutely as an artist, you should be able to do both. You should be exactly, able to yeah. be able to say something of of value, yeah, of value, and then make it where it's catchy so that everybody gravitates to it. So, I agree, I agree. Adrian, what's the music that you grew up listening to? Well, um, <clears throat> before I get into that, I can say that it, we're we're so different in our in the kind of music styles and the it's and the true, genre that we true. like. But anything that I see that inspires Andreina and and really makes her happy or motivates her to work harder on a project or to just feel better about just being chill in the day, whatever whichever artist or whichever genre she's listening to, I can respect that and I can listen to it as well and mm. be like, you know what? It, it, it touches me and, and it makes me accept it and, and, and love it as well just just because I'm I'm seeing it through through her. Gotcha. You know? yeah. I, I just wanted to put that out there because even though you don't like something or you don't you don't know if you like something, see it through someone else that, that, that you maybe love or, or mm-hmm. someone from your family. Gotcha. You know? Yeah, and then you, you see how they feel. See see how it makes them feel. That music that you don't usually enjoy. Yeah. And then see see what you can find in that that is that is that makes the magic happen, you know? That's true. Yeah. There's actually one song before he gets into his um, you know, vibe. There was one song that was like, Oh, I wanna li- I want you to listen to this song with me. Um and damn man, the artist escapes me, but the song is called Keep Pushing and it's like you know, I push and I grind and I work overtime so my fam can have some days off. Mm. And when, you know, I had him listen to that song, he's like, all right, I get it. Like, I can see you, like, bopping your head, you know, typing away on your computer. Like, and I push I, I, and I, I grind and I work overtime. The music. Yes. Yeah. It's an artist, but it's it's her story. Mm. Even though I didn't know who it was, I was like, well, this is literally the same thing that's happening in our life right now. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. growing up, I listened to a lot of Eminem, you know, and it was always like, man, he just, he he pushed and he definitely grind um, to, like, make it out. Yeah. You know, and if you ever watch, like, A Mile, right? Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you ever watch, I mean, seen, the seen story. Seen right, time. right. Yeah. <laughs> and that wasn't even, like, that was loosely based. Right, right. That alone. It, I, I, I mean, hope that everybody's seen that. And and and, and spoiler alert! And I hope, right? <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that everyone who who's around today has has hopefully seen. That. Yeah, because that's that's just something that. Yeah. It's just and yeah. exactly like you said, it's loosely based, but it's still an amazing story and like a testament to like how far he 
was able to rise, you know, like from his station, right? And for me, it's like, okay, well, you know, my parents came here as first generation immigrants. And recently, man, recently, like a couple of months ago, I found out my dad was into Eminem. And I was like, shut the (laughs) hell up. I was like, I've been listening to this since I was like 13 years old. And I'm about to be 30 this year, and you're telling me, right? Oh, I know a lady doesn't reveal her age, but whatever. I was like, you're telling me this whole time. I didn't know we had this music in common. And then my mom tells me two years ago, oh, yeah, your dad loved Queen and you too. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, why are you guys talking to me about and this stuff? And I, I, could, <laughs> I could only imagine that your dad was just coming from a place where, like, he didn't share this because it's like, it's he wants to leave an example like this. You know. I feel you. And then you, but, right? But, Unbeknownst the, the, to him, the stigmas, the stigmas, unfortunately. And like I said, my dad calls me yeah. Reina, right? So mm-hmm. he he's got three daughters, and he's like, oh, maybe my daughters don't listen to freaking Eminem <laughs> 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 or Dr. Dre. Well, maybe they do. Okay, <laughs> maybe they do. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, you were gonna say, Adrian? Uh, you know, just just uh, touching on the, the the part of her dad. You know, may, maybe the fact that he didn't share it was because of. False, false clouds that that are around certain right, like the certain stigma, like stigmas said, the that, that, mm-hmm. that we know as well now that are not the reality. Right, yeah. like hip hop is definitely more accepted because of the situations that were going on when this music was created. So yeah. maybe you know that's why he didn't share that. But yeah. you know that's that's neither here nor there. But um, growing up in Puerto Rico, growing up in Puerto Rico, um, as <laughs> as some may know. Um, Puerto Rico is famous for a couple things, and we could say uh, salsa, right? Yeah. First off, and then reggaeton. And um, before I started listening to reggaeton, uh, there was a lot of salsa in, in La Casa uh, at my parents' house. Mm. Um, <laughs> I guess it. I, I wouldn't say it's it's usual. It's unusual torture for parents to do this to kids, but um, every weekend. I would be woken up with salsa playing blasted. Blasted. Of course, I'm exaggerating. Maybe not. Um, Blasted to my ear while I'm trying to, you know, sleep through not having to wake up at 6 a.m. to go to school on the Saturday and Sunday. Salsa, you know, Frankie Ruiz, Hector Lavoe, and all these famous, you know, uh, all these famous salsa guys from Puerto Rico. And um, so it was always that those sounds would low into my ear when I was sleeping and I'd be like whoa and you know I'm waking up I'm like oh I woke up to mom and dad you know getting the house ready in the morning and you know breakfast and cleaning up and there was you know the the la musica playing in the background right you know to motivate them through the morning uh so you know I always had an appreciation with that and I still I still listen to salsa you know when when whenever I'm in the mood you know and and I definitely appreciate I mean who doesn't like Hector Lavoe yeah. and, yeah. and, and Frankie Ruiz and all these guys, you know, all these famous salsa uh, Puerto Rican guys. Iconic. And, you know, iconic, yeah. you know. Yeah. Was, there a certain, was there a particular artist that later on that wasn't introduced to you by your parents that Salcedo that you were like, oh, I like yeah. that? So um, I guess we listened to, they, they played more Hector Lavoe and um, Ruben Blades a lot. And then when I... I was a little older as an adult. Um, I, I I I came upon one, one of my one of my best friends. Now uh, he put me onto Frankie Ruiz, which is I guess I had heard his music, like I said, like in the background, but I never knew him as an artist. And um, he's not as 
as famous, let's say, you know, quote unquote, you know, if you go from like one to two, you know, I mean, from one to ten, you're at, you know, famous artists of Puerto Rico, Salceros. Um, so Frankie Ruiz wouldn't be as famous as Hector Lavoe, you know, yeah. not as known, but he's still known in the community of people who really like salsa like that a lot. And I really do enjoy his, his music. One particular uh, song. <laughs> you put me on the spot. I can't I can't really pinpoint one right now, but but we'll I put, we'll fill it in with we'll fill it in we'll fill it in later. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll I'll let you know and then and then you'll have you'll have someone listen to it. It's, it's good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. And then the reggaeton. And then that? the reggaeton is um, reggaeton really came um, around the eighties and nineties in Puerto Rico. So I was born in eighty six. So when I could turn the radio right and, and be allowed to turn on the buttons on the radio right <laughs> <laughs> while we were in the car or, or the radio station or the TV station at, in, in, at home, um, reggaeton was a big part of me growing up. So I definitely was, let's say, in, in comparison, I would compare that to the hip-hop revolution in the States with, uh, nice, with yeah. young Americans. Yeah, um, We had that own reggaeton revolution in I, I could say, honestly, that I felt like people of my age and my generation were really in it and part of it. Um, I guess the, the OGs that, that people know of reggaeton is that Yankee and Teo Calderon. Of, yeah. of course, being in Puerto Rico, I can't say so much, you know, of, of Panama and Colombia, which are great people as well. They're very talented artists uh, from uh, different countries that have ex- um, excelled at reggaeton as well. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, those those were the first ones, and then you know, not just the music and and hearing young youths music in Spanish um, as something which was also an underground movement as yeah. well, right? And uh, it being like, oh, don't listen to that, you can't hear that. That's bad for you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> sure. Of course, my, my dad wasn't so much, but my, but my mom for sure was like, oh, you know what they're saying in that music? I'm like, well, I'm, I'm listening it more for like, you know, because we're going to dance, we're going to sing, you know, just for the vibe of it. Yeah. And then, um, you know, that Yankee, Tego Calderon for sure were like the big ones. Uh, uh, back then, of course, and everybody knows that Yankee. Uh, you can, from shore to shore, all around the globe, everybody knows who that Yankee is now because of of how much he pushed his talent in the lyric and the music of the island, yeah, right? Sure. And, and being in the in the in the barrio, yeah. right? Yeah. El barrio fino. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, so yeah, I mean, I enjoy the new artists, the old. I I can listen to a variety of reggaeton. I can listen to the old school stuff, the new school, everything in between. Um, you know, and I really enjoyed the music. I I, I enjoyed the the baile, the dance part of it, the, mm. the social aspect of it. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was good. It was always good. I would say, like to piggyback off of that, you know, my my parents are both Dominican. They came from Dominican Republic, first generation. Um, you know, I'm first generation American here. And, you know, growing up in the house, you'd be like, you know, barriendo la casa, sweeping, mm-hmm. and you'd be saying, <laughs> like, you know, you had to have that in there. And, you know, so that's very different from hip hop, which was, I would say, like, my Americanized, you know, music taste. But definitely, like, 
Listen, when I gotta clean my house, you better believe I'm gonna be listening to some kulikidakati. <laughs> <laughs> like I just, I gotta have my pericorripiao. I gotta, you know, just get into it, you know, and just kind of like, just I don't know. It's really more of like the aspect of being able to like move your body to all the silly stuff. Yeah. And nowadays, like a modern artist, um, and this is something that my little sister would appreciate. She loves him. Shouts yeah, to yeah. little sis. Shouts to Titi Lou that I'm got my son. Into El Alpha, okay? Okay. Because I swear to God, I put Singapore, 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 Singapore. And my son just starts moving his little body. He's he has two. The music in him. He is two time. years old, all right? Actually, hold on, funny story. We took him to the barber shop for the first time. My. My husband graciously let me go with him to the barbershop, right? Three Gs, my friends. Three Gs. Hey, they, they told me they told me the barbershop is where a boy becomes a man. And I said, oh, he's not going to do that without his mama there. <laughs> he's he's first haircut, two. First haircut, guys. Right. He was like one and a half. And I was like, I got to take pictures Three of my G's. baby. Wait, is Manny still over at Three Gs? Manny. Am I thinking about the same no, place? No, no. Um... I don't know. Your, your barber is Angel. Um, My barber is Angel. It's okay. Leo, Leo and Ronald. Okay, all right. Uh, I, yeah, think, yeah. I think one of the original 3Gs, but this is like sidebar. This is so oh, It's all good. Yeah. It's, all, it's, yeah. Yo, it's a small community. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? So, I think um, Manny used to work at New York's Finest, and I think he went over to 3Gs. Is, is Manny the Puerto Rican? Is the Puerto Rican? No, Dominican. 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 But he might have been one of the original barbers from 3Gs. But anyway, I digress. The story no. about the young man, young boy becoming a man through the through the virtue of the, the haircut. haircut. Yeah, After yeah. this podcast is over, Ed, I'm going to show you this video of my little man, not even two years old, just jamming out to El Alfa in the middle of the damn barbershop. My oh, boy was moving. Yeah, everybody's getting their haircut. He's doing his squats. And my boy is moving his body, and he's all about Singapore, 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 Singapore. Yeah, so it's the... He Dominican Puerto Rican barbershop. Oh yeah, man! It's, it's, and that's I, that's I my boy. Vibe. You know, my husband vibe. is obviously Puerto Rican. I'm Dominican, and this my son's fifty fifty, and he loves reggaeton. Like yeah. he would just sit there and listen to it. You know, we put it in the car, and he's jamming out his little car seat. And um, you know, he's saying, "El tiene la música en el corazón." El tiene sure. la música. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's that just beautiful, beautiful to see. Like every time a beat comes on, he's feeling it. He's like, "Yeah, yeah. I'm he'll literally vibing. like drop a toy." Yeah, he'll, like, he drops like, a toy. I drop and he a toy. Just start, let me go dance. He just starts vibing. <laughs> <laughs> Important matters at hand. Let's yeah. first shake. Aside. I gotta you shake. Know? I gotta move my body. Music, music is important, and you know something that my husband said earlier about you know his art. And how his parents put him in, like, ceramics class and how, like, his parents cultivated that in him. And, you know, if that's something that he's into, I definitely want to yeah. cultivate that. Like, hey, yes. you you pick up an instrument, like, well, we're going to make that happen. Like, that's if great. you're into that, we're going to make it happen. Yeah. So music, um, you know, I got this actually, this quote from the movie uh, Respect uh, about Aretha Franklin. Okay. And it was, don't let anybody take music away from you. And I think mm. that's an important part here of uh, Bruce Beats and Eats. You know, music is so important. Um, I listen to music when I work. You know, my husband listens to music while he's in the shop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, it really makes you, like, concentrate. It makes you vibe. It makes yeah. you just, you know, transports you. True. So True. even when you're in a social aspect, obviously, you know, you yeah. go anywhere. You need music. You can't yes. just be in an empty, silent room. Yeah, <laughs> or just hear a bunch of conversations. Yeah. Just right. Kind of, yeah. It's just mad awkward. No, you no, need for music. Real. For real. Oh, speaking of, I'm going to ask, what's a, a style of music or a particular song or a genre that 
most people would be surprised uh-huh, to, I to got hear this one. <laughs> that you guys enjoy. This was all my husband because <laughs> <laughs> Let me, they would be surprised so, to, to know. So this. I'll I'll start with 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 a little taster. Um, before I get into the bigger one, uh, okay. this, and this one comes from my dad. Um, it's going to be jazz, uh, but it's going to be the Rippingtons. Mm. Oh, yeah. The Rippingtons. Actually, so for those who don't know uh, the Rippingtons, and I hope I'm saying it's, it's jazz. I, <laughs> don't fact check. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but I, he, apart from Latin and Spanish music and salsa and all that stuff in Cumbia, because he's Colombian, uh, he would play a lot of the Rippingtons. And... Imagine a 10-year-old, 8-year-old kid being like, yeah, I love the Rippingtons. You're like, what? You're from Puerto Rico? And you enjoy listening to the Rippingtons jazz music? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's great. It's great. There was there was no spoken word. It was all instrumental. Yeah. Which, in a way, it speaks for itself. It's like, right. that's, that's yeah. the thing about jazz yeah, yeah, is that yeah. there's no words. But the music, the, the melodies, right. yeah, yeah. the instrumentation, it speaks for itself. It transports you, yeah. I would and say. I think one of my favorite ones, and, and, and again, going back to the art, um, their, artist, their artist or their art cover is all a cat with uh, the little backwards you know, hat or, or, or that, <laughs> that jazzy hat. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. there's, there's like this little soft hat with a very small brim. Oh, probably okay. like, uh, kind of like, like a Kango hat. Like Maybe oh yeah the one that used to have the kangaroo and yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah yes. that one that okay. one that one, that one. so okay. that's so imagine like a really cartoony cat cat with like really sharp lines and like a yellow or green suit okay like playing the the saxophone or something as the cover uh huh um so I was always drawn to of course because he you know back in the day guys whoever's listening uh it's, you know <laughs> CDs CDs cassettes you know they have these beautiful artwork <laughs> not only on 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 That's what you see on the internet or social media, but you yeah. know, it's printed on there. On to, yes. So so someone took a lot, uh, uh, you know, some time to really make artwork look beautiful and stand out, plus the, the amazing music. Uh, mm-hmm. He took me to con- to a concert when I was really young, loved it back home. Um, one of my favorite ones is um, "Stories of the Painted Desert." Uh, it's it's just it, it really transports me. It's something about. Um, being in Arizona and with the Native Americans here in the States and like the vibe of the music is completely different than traditional jazz from the South. You know, they've really made it, mixed it with, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure that the musical instruments from the Native Americans of the area of Arizona, uh, yeah, stories of the painted desert. If you haven't heard it here, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful stuff, guys. It's really beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the one thing I I, I, I have that attachment with my dad with that music. Nice, yeah, that's yeah, always yeah. a good thing too yeah. to have that comp- something that creates a common bond. Yeah, yeah. And I would say um, for me, actually, if you look at me, you probably wouldn't think I listen to hip hop. <laughs> but this is true, <laughs> right? This is our like maybe fourth or fifth meeting, and then you were shocked. Yes, I was, I was. Yes. Yeah, that's like my number one genre, but. If I'm thinking right, I take the lyrics out of it. And like my husband said, I'm a words person. If I take the lyrics out of it and I got to concentrate, I love listening to some classical, like, violin. I put in, like, the quartet. Um, Even on, like, YouTube, I listen to the Piano Brothers. um, And they're just freaking magical. I absolutely love it. Even covers of, like, you know, modern songs. I think, uh, you know, even, like, our wedding song. 
um, I walked down the aisle to like Shallow, you know, by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, and it was, you know, played by a quartet that we had hired. Beautiful. You know, and I, I listen to things like that whenever I need to concentrate and I don't need words clouding my thoughts or judgment. I listen to, you know, any kind of covers. Um, when it comes to those instruments, you know, the cello, the violin, it's just, it's really, really amazing um, to see how they can take that style of music and put it into something so beautiful, so refined, so sophisticated. I absolutely love listening. You know, I even um, went a couple years back uh, to the orchestra. You know, I think I was like 17, 18 years old, and it was just surrounded by older people, and I was just... <laughs> And I don't go to concerts by myself. I don't care. Yeah. And I went, and I was like, man, I absolutely just in awe of these people being able to play these instruments, not say a word, and just the passion that they display, you know, even on their face. And, and you see them, how they move, and just mm. they're, they're really into it. It's just, it's really, it's beautiful to see, and it's beautiful to hear. And that's something that, like, I'm, I'm really into that maybe a lot of people don't know. Nice. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so... um. I would say the the funny one that I think might surprise a lot of people. Well, you know, <laughs> m- maybe not not so much nowadays because of the, the way everything is. But <laughs> I would say uh, when I'm working in the shop and, uh, and and hitting the wood, you know, and and and, and really sanding and cutting and 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 all the, f- the sawdust is flying, I'm listening to country. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And 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 I like to thank. Um, Andreina's cousin Carlos. Yeah. Uh, he loves loves country, and our well, I was that was our, your gateway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's my gateway guy. He's like, listen, and my, I did mention before, I got an older sister and a little sister, so I don't have no brothers, but he's my brother. Yeah, right? he's, my brother yeah. from another mother. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he's he definitely had a big influence in my life, and I was able to to really appreciate, like, the bond that um, my husband and him have, where my husband even actually invited him to the bachelor party, where the mugs, were right, distributed. were yeah. distributed. So he got one of the OG mugs. Yeah, and that's where um, he was able to, like, Take over yeah. and be like, oh hey, I because he he lived in D.C. So where where we were, he, he's of course that's that's his, the style of music that he loves a lot. Uh, so he really introduced the whole group of us, the groomsmen, to a lot of really cool country music. Uh, <laughs> a song that stands out at the at the bachelor party is um, West Virginia. Okay, right, and um, that really it just touched me. Just just about nature and about being in the woods and 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 just the love for uh country and all that. And then the music that I listen to nowadays when I'm in the shop, I think the part that I love most about country is that it's all about loving the woman that you're with and how she inspires these guys to sing mm. about their John Deere tractor yeah. <laughs> drinking Bud Light and 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 wearing the flannel, which is my dream <laughs> to own my own John Deere tractor, have Andreina sitting in my lap, drinking a Bud Light and wearing my flannel without anybody judging me because I'd be happy as fuck. <laughs> so I think that's 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 the part that really draws me to it and all those themes about the uh, the country release. Uh, their lyrics, right? Yeah. And then 
the guitar the and the banjo, the just everything is just, it, it really motivates me because it's mostly really positive and happy. Okay. It's all about having a great time and enjoying the state that they're in and mm-hmm. being in their truck and their SUV and being in the woods and being in the dirt. And that's, I love doing that. Yeah. yeah. So I identified <laughs> a lot with that, which is, I'll, I'll flip it in a way that I guess it was weird at first for me to like it. Because as as a Latino and as a Spanish speaker, I guess I was brought up not directly from my parents, but in in the society, it was like, are you supposed to like something that doesn't directly have anything to do with you or isn't for you, let's say? Obviously, those norms and those things have changed a lot in the past few years. Um, So I feel really happy that I can enjoy it and, and, and break my own mind in a way to be like, I'm breaking my own wall and barrier and be oh. like, I can enjoy this and I can love it just like everybody else does. Nice. Who originally started hearing it when it was first created here in the States in the South, right? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Adrian's a little bit of country. <laughs> Adriana's a lot of hip hop. But it works. It, it works. works. That it is works. that's great. That's that's exactly and that's what music does. It, it motivates you. It you find uh it reaches out to you in a, in a sense where maybe other art forms don't. And uh and, and it's a great thing that despite the fact, like you said, that maybe society has its own ways of viewing certain music, especially when you're coming up and you're very um Divisions. Yeah, there's divisions. Like when you're very um, easily influenced and you're like, all right, well, I guess this is what I listen to. But there's always a common thread because you have country people on islands. You have, you know, in Dominican Republic, there's country people. Yeah. You know, <laughs> in, in Puerto Rico, I have the campo. Del campo. Yeah, yeah so that there's not that much. The lines are there. It might not be, the, the stories might not be the same. But the definitely the basis of it is it is it is what it is. It's like you're growing up, you're working with your hands. You might have a plow, a tractor, or whatever. So there's there's commonality for sure, for sure. Man, you guys did a great job again. Oh, you've been knocking every segment out of the park. Uh, there's one more segment we got to get to. It is the eat segment, and um, it's it's bittersweet because it's we you know it's like. It's leading towards the end. Yes, yes. But we do what we got to do. Y'all know what it is. It's Bruce Beats and Easton Podcast. I still have the tiny mallet with, here with me, and I'm still O-Head Ed. Y'all stay tuned for the Eat segment. Bruce Beats and Easton Podcast, and we have reached the Eats portion. Um, this is the portion of the podcast where we get to know our guests' food tastes. I nailed that on the first try. Last episode, <laughs> I said music taste again for some reason. Shouts to Be Dope. Shouts to the homie Belief, Mr. Belief. Um, yeah, the, I I don't know. I think it, I'm going to blame it on the on the beer. But, yeah, that, that I messed up the whole intro. But, no, this is where we get to know what our guests enjoy when it comes to the culinary arts, the food, you know, what they can't stay away from, uh, whether they're a desserts, pers- desserts person uh, if they get busy in the kitchen, and we might even get into, like, what's that one food that you guys can live the rest of your life without ever trying again? <laughs> or, or an item, or, like, an ingredient. Sometimes people will be like, uh, I don't like pickles. You know what I'm saying? So we can, you know. We it both don't like pickles. We both don't like pickles. <laughs> <laughs> I hit it. <laughs> oh, I hit it. I hit it on the first one. I'm just like, no pickles. <laughs> I always want to shed a tear whenever I say, oh, nope. hey, by the way, no pickles. Okay, cool. Type it on the computer. No pickles for this guy. Shows it on the receipt. Awesome. Shows it on the receipt. And I get Shows it. Shows up with some damn pickles. And I'm like, man, I'm already home. 
That's sad. <laughs> I'm so, so disappointed. I'm like, why did you do that to me? Yes, and it's not like you forgot to tell them. Yeah. Right. That's one thing. I've been, there's been. Oh, yeah, that's that's occasion. okay. I'm like, you know what? I forgot. That's yes, cool. Yes, on occasion, I find myself in a situation where I like <laughs> order something and I get home. I'm like, I forgot to. And you know what I do? Sometimes I trust them too much and I'll take a bite and I'll be like, you go in should've blind. Checked. I should have checked. What the fuck is this in my mouth? <laughs> this is fucked up. That's I, that that one gets me mad when I'm like, all right, you know, cool. They did it. I know they did it. I'm gonna bite this because this is great. <laughs> Bam! There's the pickle. But sometimes I check it. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let her fight five of anger. Ten <laughs> is definitely when I bite into it and if there's a pickle. I'm like, there's levels to this shit. <laughs> I'm Oh, well, now since we got that part out of the way, right? Well, we don't like. <laughs> that was Sorry easy. about everybody with the pickles. Yes. But funny not the, story, not the vibe here at the tiny man. How about those little mini pickles? Oh, in Amsterdam. Okay, yeah, the, uh, they're called the Cornishens. Cornishens. That's a whole. And he loves bit. them. I still can't stand them, but wow. he loves. But them. only when I'm eating them with uh, like a bratwurst, like a rice. Dried, like a sausage. dried meat, dried yeah. salami that okay. they do like okay. over there. Yeah, wow. There's these tiny pickles. Damn. They're called. Cornishes. That's a long story for a whole other day. And yeah, a whole other yeah. Podcast. We'll get into that at the whole other <laughs> podcast. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, so let's talk about the food you guys can't go without. Okay. You go. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> or I can. Whatever <laughs> you want. In the spot. <laughs> um, there's a couple. There's a couple foods I can't go without. I'm a seafood person. I love okay. all things seafood. Um, you know, crab legs, ugh, octopus, grilled octopus for sure. Don't you dare overcook that. I swear <laughs> to God, I'll send it back. And I'm not that person, right? I've been a server before. Like, I'm, you know, all about the hospitality industry, and I don't do that. But when it comes to octopus, I'll send it back. Yes. I will send it back. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's we, too expensive. We usually give each other a look. <laughs> we usually give each other a look, and I'm like, okay. Tell, tell them, tell them. Or then sometimes, tell them, tell them. depends on what they serve, and I'm like, you know, don't don't say anything, don't say anything. Don't we'll just eat it. We'll just, I'll just eat it because I'm right. You know, but when it comes to that, it. no, for sure, it's gotta be it's gotta be done right. Um, you know, I like the little bit charred, so you gotta have the fire high up, right? Yeah. You're grilling an octopus, have yeah, that fire higher up. You know, like a Pittsburgh steak where it's like just charred on the outside and raw on the inside. That's kind of <laughs> my vibe. Uh, when it comes to the octopus. Um, anything seafood, but really, like, uh, I think my husband had mentioned, like, pastelong earlier, but I, I'm obsessed with my mango. Mm. I am Dominican. I need my mango. Los tres golpes. Queso frito, salami frito, you know, huevo frito. Oh, just a little bit of cebollita on top. Yes. Dude, it's really just... I can have that breakfast, lunch, right. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It don't matter. I will eat it. Oh, uh, that's that's a that's a dish right there, you know. Um, but I'm a snacker. Like you take me out to eat at a restaurant, and you can find me ordering two or three appetizers. You might okay. not find me ordering an entree. Got you. I like Lucky to have. Me, I always get leftovers. That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> I love it. Like calls top, for backup. Right. Yeah, I'm like yes. <laughs> yes I love it top of style. Have it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to have a little bit of everything, so I'll do two or three apps and just um, you know, sample. I love it. That's, 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 a, that's a vibe. Excellent. That's a good dinner date. <laughs> oh, man, dinner dates. Well, well uh, I'll br- briefly on that one. So, uh, parents, <laughs> uh, people dating, any, anybody, anybody who's dating, lo- love, love your people, love your partner. Um, dinner dates, a lot of dinner dates, please, guys, please, please, a lot of dinner dates. And <laughs> it's the key. 
It's the key. key. It's the key to everything. It's that's the key to the gate to happiness. We always (laughs) say like, man, I love a foodie date. Yeah. So the foodie date. Don't don't just pick one place and like order that big thing. No. You got three places you guys both like that you agreed on. Order an app at each place. Jump to the next one. You got two hours. You got three hours. Cool. Yeah. Take 30, 40 minutes in each place. Take an app. You know, I think you guys just invented like a food truck crawl. A hundred percent. Oh, food trucks. Oh. oh, man. Okay, so one of our things before we had our kid was we would go down to Hollywood, right? Hollywood Young on Circle. Monday. Yeah, yeah, on Young Circle. Monday nights, they had the food trucks. And that was like our Monday night thing. Womp, womp, Pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and we would go and we would just, oh man, pig out. I'm not going to mm. lie to you. It was not pretty. It wasn't like, it wasn't like good <laughs> to look at. Let me get the... What's Let me get the, the everything. <laughs> I'll have the meatball sub. I'll have the the, the lobster tacos, roll, the, the taco, lobster, and then a, the a ice cream pop. What's the Peruvian one? Oh Con my god! Oh my god! El ceviche. El ceviche. Oof. And then after that, you're like, so I'm gonna go home and go to sleep. <laughs> Food coma. Yeah, and that yeah. happened once a month, right? Yes. yes. So you guys are kind of like calculating, all right, we were not going to get this again for another month. So that's yeah. <laughs> we're like, yo, let's get all these amazing out. things that I don't want to cook at home at the same time. Oh, no. Like, wow. No. That's amazing. It's funny because, yo, shouts to WVCC, um, also one of the uh, the longtime partners of uh, Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast, along with WDDH and, and the Human Sushi those are uh, those are all South Florida media mm. family, South Florida media gang. WVCC, the homie H, who has a, a Twitch stream two nights a week where he plays all the underground hip hop. Um, he used to do a cipher in the circle at Young Circle on those same nights when they had That's the food trucks. Amazing. Yes, and then the, the thing that you guys mentioned, COVID kind of like slowed that down, right. and then. He hasn't brought it back, but when you guys mentioned that, the first thing I thought of was uh, cool. um, H and WVCC. So uh, back H to H, keep going H. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. H, you got to bring you back up here. No, now he does. So now he does once a month down in a um, in Winwood slash Alapata. It's um, La Esquina de Abuela. Nice. It's a location <laughs> there. It's actually it's actually a house. It's actually oh. a house, but they've turned it into an entertainment venue. Oh, which I should, we should probably, oh yeah, 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 I gotta get you guys out cool. there. Yeah, and then up. they have performances. Um, he'll bring in artists from, you know, uh, you know, he'll, he'll shine a light on the artists from down here, but then he'll have somebody come in and perform too from throughout the country. There's uh, ciphers happen. There's a cipher in the circle where all the all the uh, up and coming MCs and or just even the well seasoned veteran MCs they'll take. You know, it's when you when you rhyme and you see that happening, it's like you're drawn to it. And it's it's usually filmed, but yeah. So shouts to WVCC. The whole house party is called the House Party Series. It's once a month. Um, I'm gonna get you guys out there. Good. That'll oh, yeah. that'll be pretty dope to get yeah, you guys involved. And then just to enjoy that that kind of just that scene. vibe yes. is gonna be That's so awesome. Yeah. No. And then, oh, and there's yeah. artwork similar to here at, at Yeasty. Like there's there's graffiti everywhere. There's artwork that's on display throughout. It's it's the wildest thing, but it's it's pretty dope. So y'all check it out. It's um La Esquina de Abuela, uh, WVCC. House party once a month. If y'all stay tuned to the podcast, then you know when it's going down, or you follow the story, you'll see when um, it's happening. So, where were we? <laughs> oh, we were we covered seafood very we thoroughly. We did very yeah. thoroughly. We yes. covered the apps and, and the uh, apps. <laughs> I think uh, best seafood I'd enjoy. I've enjoyed alongside Andreina was when we went to Cinque Terre in Italy. Hmm. It was damn. Um, they serve this as pesto. No, um, the fruta di mare. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had 
Fresh prawns, not shrimp, guys. Prawns. Prawns. The full size joint. The older brother. There's a difference for the foodies. You know the difference. Yeah, you know the difference. (laughs) And you had to peel those suckers. They came with the eyeballs and everything. Everything, yeah. You had to, like, suck the shell, the whole thing. Oh, man. So they had the prawns on top of... No, it was it was just it was just fried fried seafood, fresh right there. The coast is like this huge um, jagged edged ridge. Oh yeah. So mm. the water's cold from the Mediterranean, as yeah. you guys know. That uh, that just gives you the best seafood uh, in the area. It's a small small town. Um, so they served us that. They had sardines in there, which we both have never eaten, Mm-mm. and I've never wanted to eat it. But I scarfed those suckers down. But it's fresh sardines, guys, <laughs> not sardines not in a lata. Yes, can. In a can. It's not <laughs> Processed, same. pasteurized. So they had this, like, fresh sardine. I was like, well, we're here. Let's try it. Well, I loved them. it. I was like, order another plate. <laughs> we did. That, yeah. That's our whole thing. We'll try different stuff, and then if we like it, I mean, we'll, we really will. We will yeah. pick out. And no, we wait, I, I can say we're serious foodies, for yeah, sure. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh. We've traveled so much, and, you know. We'll plan a whole itinerary just on just around the food, food location. I, 100%. I, yeah. I, oh, there's this really cool thing to see there. Yeah, but, what about but how about the food? The food? We'll yeah. see it for like five minutes, but I'd rather stay in the two and hours and in that eat. restaurant, mm-hmm. which is really good. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. Adrián, the, the dish, the one that's to you. Okay, so eh, el pasteón. I don't make it because, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Okay. I'll tell you why I don't make it. Because it's so special and so dear to my heart. Um, my furthest memory of my mom making it, my mom, was, she's, my mom is still an amazing cook, an amazing chef in the house. She's the one who taught me how to cook, taught me to be inspired and love the kitchen and love nice. food. Yes. Um, and she obviously got it from my grandpa as well. Uh, the, the Everything that had to do with the restaurants, business, and the food was very big part of our family's life when we were growing up. She's uh, half Italian, so that goes down to me. So I'm big into that kind of food and being there, and that, that's part of my life as well. Okay. So el pastelón. Um, it is a Puerto Rican lasagna. That's a simplified explanation. Yeah. So you do a el picadillo de carne, which mm-hmm. is something that a lot of people in South Florida know about. No pasas. Remember, guys, no <laughs> raisins in your picadillo de carne. By the way, I don't mind it. I just don't do it. Just don't put the raisins in the ground. <laughs> just don't put the don't. raisin, guys. Ask first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so you do your ground beef, you know, uh, Puerto Rican style, Cuban style, Dominican style. And then you layer a glass square dish with amarillos, which is going to be fried sweet plantains, right? So you do it by layers, just like it would be like a pasta lasagna, right? So you do the the pasta then, and then you put the meat in the pasta. So then you put the platanos, right? So you layer them down like a long – you cut them long ways, fry them once because it's already sweet. It's like the yellow dark one, the yellow dark – Which means you don't have to add raisins because there's already the the, the tinge of sweetness there. Please, guys, definitely – do not ever put raisins in the pastelón. I'll eat your raisins. He asked nicely before, but now he's telling I will, you. I will eat the raisins in un pico de carne, picadillo de carne with white rice any day of the week, and I will not complain or put a face. But don't you ever put pasas in a pastelón. There's rules to this. Uh, so you layer that up, and then you on the side you put a bowl with scrambled eggs. You scramble the eggs, and then you pour the eggs on the on your layered, you know, mold. Uh, up to the the edge of the glass, and then you put it in the oven so it all marries until, like, let's say the egg kind of cooks through, uh, let's say 10, 15 minutes, and then you dig in, guys. It is it is definitely an experience, and I enjoy, my, I enjoy mine with a side of white rice mm. y, y una maltita. Yeah. 
una cervecita. You know, Maltita when I was a kid, and then Malta India, right? Which is um like root beer, I guess. It's a it's a malt beverage. Malt beverage, right? And then when I grew up, it would be a medalla de la isla de Mayagüez. My friends, Mayagüez. Yeah. Medalla de la Isla, you know, number one beer on the island. Thank you guys for always and keeping up doing Medalla. <laughs> yes. okay. It is like a Pilsner, guys, so it's great for the beach. Goes down easy. You can literally drink a 24-pack by yourself. I don't recommend it. Don't, don't try, try this, this at home, kids. kids. <laughs> 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 the unison is something else. This is great. This is great. So um, that is, and I don't do it because my memory is... Uh, my mom or a family member or someone who's special to me and dear to me making it. Okay. So I always allocate that to if I go back home or I go to somebody's house that I know their their moms or their pops is going to make it, I'm like, okay, when do you need me to be there? I'm going to bring whatever you need. You need me yes. to wash the car. I'll walk the dog. The, the bib on, fork and knife in hand. <laughs> like, I'm oh, ready dude, to go. dinner's at six. Relax. I'm like, do your parents need me to like, get the groceries or something? Like, I'm down, be, dude. Be done. Like, I got to work up this appetite. Right, right, yeah. right, right. And then, uh, other than the pastelón, you know, all the Latin favorites, you know, a bistec cebollado with white rice, mm-hmm. which is um, um, beefed, beefed steak, which is um, thin steak, and then they mash it with that, like, metal the hammer that has, like, yeah. those little spikes. Yeah. They mash Fire. it with the mallet, tiny mallet. Yeah, the tiny mallet, <laughs> but not out of wood. Don't do it out of wood. It's not going to work. And then I'd say Italian food is my second place after Puerto Rican food. Okay. And I, like I said before, it's de- near and dear to me. Um, because of my Italian grandfather and my mom and my grandma, that they obviously my, he taught them, and they they just cooked it for all the cousins and all the aunts and uncles and all the kids. So I always enjoyed and loved all the Italian food that was made in the house. And now, unfortunately, Nina is spoiled on Italian food. Hell yes! <laughs> Every time I go to an Italian restaurant, I'm like, mm, it's not as good oh, as yours. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So, so, how good is Adrian's Italian food? It's freaking bomb.com. That Nina being an event planner before she had her official company many years back, our first uh, first dating. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell him that amazing story. It makes, it makes me feel good every time she says it. So, it's I'd so like to hear it on the podcast, which is now the first time it's and been. And we're going to document it. Exactly. Oh, it has to be said. I don't even know what story we're talking about. <laughs> the lasagna. Um. Oh my God! <laughs> there you go. Stop, That's the reaction. All right, all right, all right, all right. Hold on. I'm hey, rolling. Can we get some more I'm water rolling over here, up guys? my sleeves over here. Um. <laughs> so every year I did an annual friends dinner. Right. Thanksgiving, friends, Christmas, right. whatever. Like yeah, that. Christmas. Um. Time. Holiday, holiday just, parties. Right. We would get some friends together, and this year, you know, it was our first year dating. He went to my friend's house and he cooked in their kitchen for like four or five hours. He was making this sauce. It was three. a beautiful three lasagnas. Three lasagnas. He did. He was like fifteen people. <laughs> oh my god! This was our first year dating. Yeah. Okay, and he cooked for fifteen of my friends that have never met me in my friend's house, and they had never met him. They have no idea who he was, and he just slaved over this hot Christmas. stove. He even. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, yeah. I'll clap too. Take note, <laughs> my peoples. Take note. Uh, yo, take hey, if you guys really want to secure uh, a baddie and a hottie like my wife, <laughs> please make sure you got it working in the kitchen. Mm. Yo, and for please real. make sure you can impress, impress, mm. impress in whatever artistic area you're, you're good at. Yes, flex the skills. I gotta interrupt the story to say, as far as in the kitchen, my husband takes the cake. Like he is no pun intended. Let me guess, you bake too, right? No, no, no. no. I'm not. He's not the baker. No, no. No, that's me. I literally fail at making the cookies that are pre-bought, and you just gotta (laughs) pop in the oven. I still burn them. Yeah, so I will never bake anything. Okay. But <laughs> as far as like the culinary like masterpiece that he creates, With the I lasagna. mean, yeah, I love, well, the lasagna is the story. But overall, he'll just okay, open up the fridge. What do we got? All right, I'm gonna make something epic, and he does mm. every damn time. He's just a master of sazon. I'm sorry, gotcha. but Thank like you. it's it's amazing. Well, there goes my question: whether you guys cook or not. I guess you covered that. <laughs> oh, we do. Wait, wait, wait. We we both cook, but he he's just he excels at a couple more dishes gotcha. than I do. Yeah, I, I, we every time someone asks us this, I always say Nina is great at the classic Latino dishes. Mm-hmm. Like, I like I'm okay. Like, okay, I'll make like chicken and rice, but Nina like makes it like, oh my god, mm. this is chicken and <laughs> rice. Like, I'm like, why this would I best. make chicken and rice when she makes it so much better? And, yeah, people are like, oh, that's basic. Well, it's not because it's the classic Latinos from the three Cari- Caribe islands, Cuba, Dominican Republic, and Puerto Rico. Mm. We all eat basically the same yes. dishes, but Nina really makes these classic, appreciate um, you, appreciate like, you. like kid dishes, what I grew up with, amazing. And she does something that I have to mention, which is that arroz con fideos. Um. So for those of you who don't know about arroz con fideos, I don't know. I'm going to just say this. I don't know. I never grew up with it. Apparently, Puerto Rican people knew about it or ate it on the island, but they never made it for me. Nobody ever gave it to me on my dish. First time I tried it was with Nina, with Andreina, and I can tell you to this day, I can eat a whole bowl, a whole pot of it by myself. Don't touch my food when she (laughs) makes it. Don't even look at me. Don't talk to me. So what that translates to is rice and noodles. Correct. Yes. Correct. Rice and noodles. You think that doesn't. Work that doesn't, doesn't work. work, but I make it work. Don't give them the whole recipe. I, no, won't, I won't. I won't. <laughs> actually, I'm secret. not gonna give them the recipe at all. Save it oh, for no. the Patreon. <laughs> we gotta oh, put no. it behind a plate, a paywall. <laughs> no, and it's Look funny. It up. It's funny that's yes, my people, my Dominican people. We've been known to do things with with noodles, and some of it, I it leaves me scratching my head. Um, uh, it's very common practice, and it's it's a it's a it's a joke. Uh, amongst the the Dominican community, where if you go, you can't go to the beach without a, a pot, of, <laughs> without a pot of spaghetti. Spaghetti con Johnny Keke. and it's gotta be. It's not like you could just get any baila. Okay, you literally have to have the metal one yes. with yeah. a little black knob. And if you don't have that <laughs> exactly. one, then you're not a real Dominican. Yeah. And I don't know what to tell you, but you need to go back and, and get it's some all lessons. pitted and dented and <laughs> yes. like burnt yeah. on the bottom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, ¿Cómo yeah, que yeah. Se el, el, no, what do you no, guys no. call it? Con con. Con con. Con. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then the other thing is that, so um, I have an aunt that in my younger years, uh, when I, I, I spent time with that with her and her family, um, she would do, I don't get it. And still to this day, and I don't find the appeal at it, but we're talking about fideos or noodles. She would put fideos in her beans. Oh, wow. Why? I don't get it. That's I don't know. Wild. That's it didn't, different. Yeah. <laughs> but, 
but it would be it like <laughs> if, it, it. if it added something to it, then yes, I'm like, oh, this is good. But it did not. I don't know. I, I, did you like it? No, 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 no. I did not. He said no, no, no. He said no, 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 not at all, not at all. That is different. Yes. Yeah, so, wow. so it just I say that to say that it's yes, it, d- Dominicans they they find ways to introduce pasta into uh, do. into dishes they and do. it's it's wild and we take it to the beach apparently because. It's affordable. It's easy. It feeds a lot of people. Yeah. It does, and it's, family, and it's That's filling. Yo, I always get hungry after beach or at the hell yeah. Beach. Yes, yeah. The sun will drain you. You start. You, it opens up the appetite for and sure. You just start eating spaghetti out of the pile. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then for the kids, you get the Johnny Cake for the sweets Johnny at the end. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sure. Which is Johnny Cakes, yes. by the way. Yes. Pero en la isla, it's Johnny Cake. Johnny Cake. Speaking of desserts. We find ourselves in a place where I ask, what's the dessert this of choice? Is, this, this one's is a funny. funny one. So yeah. let me tell you, when I met Adrian, he's like, mm, I'm not a sweets person. I don't have a sweet tooth. And mine was like out of control. My mom is a pastry chef. had enough chef. of a sweet tooth for both of y'all. <laughs> Hell, yeah. For like a couple people, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like a couple people. My mom is a pastry chef. So she made all kinds of cakes and chocolates. And just, ugh, everything, everything. Um, Amazing, so, by the way, guys. Oh, Amazing. hell yes, man. Shout out to Anna, the yeah. best pastry chef in South Florida. She made all of our birthday cakes, everything growing up. Um, still does. <laughs> still does. Still does. And she makes my son. So yeah. that's really awesome to see how she does that. Um, you know how the story unfolds. And we keep adding the sweet tooth to the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, introducing it. <laughs> right? Yes. And it's something like, I need to have dessert after a meal. Like, don't tell me I can't have dessert because I'm going to lose my mind. And if there's no dessert at that place, or maybe I'm too full, I'm going to wait a little bit. We're going to go to the next place and have a sweet. But the night's going to end with something oh sweet. Oh, my God. Okay? <laughs> I remember the it first time I heard, it tell, I, I heard Nina tell me this. She was like, yeah, you know, each one of the sisters, by the way, it's three sisters. Yeah. She's the middle sister. Now you know. Mm-hmm. Each one of the sisters had a preference of sweets because they all love the sweets. <laughs> and she told me a story, of course, you know, a while back. She's like, oh, yeah, one day my dad, you know, after work, this and that, um, let's go get some, some desserts, something sweet because, uh, you know, we just didn't get it in the groceries. All right, cool. We'll leave the house. They each had to go to a different place to get the specific <laughs> sweets that they wanted. I was like, no. No, that's a, you're lying. And that's that's like, a testament your dad to my loves dad. Loves you guys so Hell yeah. much. Jaime, Jaime, three daddy's girls. Hijas. Yeah, Jaime, three ladies. Jaime, Jaime is Jaime is awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, to think that damn, that's how much that he loves them. That he'd be like, okay, we're gonna get on the car and get three different desserts in three different places. And Most of course, he's like, like mm, I'm going to try all three. The same place. Yeah. <laughs> right. And not, he gets to enjoy that, too, because he gets to try three oh, from three yeah. different places. Ah, that's a strategy. That's yeah. a strategy. Yeah, that but you know what? Even, like, taking it back now, my dad was actually a really good cook, too. And I remember my sister growing up could not stand red sauce spaghetti. And she had to have white sauce. So he would make red sauce for me and the rest of the family, and then my big sister, he would make white sauce for her, for the spaghetti. Wow. So that's just how much of, like, you know, um, we call him El Apoyador. <laughs> the enabler. <laughs> the enabler. That's how much of an enabler he was to his daughters. He was like, I'm just going to get you guys what you want. Um, and he would make it for us. He would. And, oh, James. <laughs> and I remember the first time um, I was allowed to enjoy a family party gathering at their home. Okay. Right, right. Did you make year. three lasagnas? <laughs> no. Shit, we haven't even finished I the lasagna story. <laughs> I didn't have to make the lasagna. Her dad was making 
What was it called? Oh, eh, my God. El, eh, el ra, rabo encendido. Rabo encendido. Mm. Yeah, Dude. but it was in un sancocho, Oxtail. but it was just... Yeah. Oxtail, sancocho. Of course, I know every island, not just in, not just Puerto Rico and, and Dominican or Cuba. I know everybody else. Everybody does oxtail differently, but wow. Wow. Oh, my dad. I was like, yeah, my this dad, is the first time I come it. in, he's like, oh, so you're Adrián. Sit down and have some of the oxtail. I've, I've, I've cooked for the whole day, cooking in the kitchen. I was like... Of course, with the big with the big pile, it was like and it's funny three that we're now big. I was like, we're now in the eats portion. My dad will judge you based on how you can eat, right? How much you eat, and I had a big appetite, so, so I was like, I got this. So he really liked me. him. He was like, <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, yeah, that's my boy. Like, yeah, like yeah. literally, he's he like they bonded so. instantly over the fact that he could. So eat. you know, fact of matters, I'm good. Okay. We're good. Go. I still, I still got the favor in the family. I'm the favorite, you know. Check that box. <laughs> I mean, eight, eight years later. <laughs> so, right, so the, the backtracking uh, to the lasagna story. Lasagna story. Lasagna story. <laughs> so it was like four or five hours. You know, I made the sauce. My mom, who was taught by her parents, taught me how to make the sauce. I roast the vegetable first in that in in a stranger's oven, a stranger's kitchen, which their stra- their 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 kitchen was amazing. Yeah, shout out so to them, love you guys. He never, he's Thank never you for the been opportunity. there before. There <laughs> and you know he just started cooking. Yeah. Um, and then I'm setting up right. I'm setting up the tablescape outside, yeah. and I just leave him cooking in there. So and we, we have been dating spoken. for a couple of months. We haven't spoken in like three like four hours. A couple of months. <laughs> that's it. And he's cooking for fifteen of my closest friends, and he's making three lasagnas. All right, you know. It's time to eat. We put them out. Everybody's mad quiet. People are just digging in. And then you see people getting up, going to the buffet table for seconds. And he's just eating, like, with a smug (laughs) ass look on his face. Like, I got her. I got them. I got her. And he really did. I was like, damn, this shit is. And you know what? She didn't have to say anything. Wait, wait, wait. The best part of the story is I didn't like lasagna. That was like know. my least favorite <laughs> Italian meal that you can think of. Wow. And I ate two damn pieces. Oh my god. <laughs> I ate two pieces. It was I didn't like it. And then he made it and I'm like, this shit is fucking delicious. Best best part about that is when everyone's almost done with their second portion, no one's said anything. And I'm smiling the whole way and I'm looking obviously at their faces, but I'm looking at Andreina. And then the comments start. They're like, oh, this is the guy. This is the man. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. start kind of clearing our plates, and they're like, Andrina oh doesn't God, say you anything. Can't let him go. She's super quiet. And they're like, wow, Andrina's never quiet. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, now I know where I stand. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, my God, your boyfriend, he's such an amazing cook. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, she's trying to play it off. I'm like, trying yeah, to play okay. it off. Like, don't hype him up, yo. Like, he's whatever. <laughs> but he got me to eat two damn pieces of lasagna on my least favorite Italian meal. And I'm telling you, till this day, I will not order lasagna on the menu. Never. And I go to people's houses and they have lasagna. I'm like, mm, it's not as I good as my eat. husband's. Let me stick to the chips and salsa. He knew what he was doing. He, he was working on two levels there. You feel me? He was working on the level is like, yo, I'm going to get everyone all like her def- or defenses, which is all your friends, like right. he that he brought down nah, that he defense, got, got and him. then you enjoyed it, and then at the same time he did the whole thing where it's like you're not gonna find another lasagna this good. No, no, no but I I really didn't though. You can't, you can't even <laughs> really you can't even go though. to an Italian restaurant here. Like no. there's no point in going. She's like, don't waste your time. We're not gonna go. I, I mean, we love 
we used to love going a lot because that was like a special memory for us, right? Yeah. But now it's like, nah, we're not going to go to any Italian restaurants. If I want Italian food, I just tell my husband to cook. Cook it out. Yeah. yeah, so I do the lasagna, I do the saffron alfredo sauce, Oof. and the... Um, Sorry, you're me hungry. I can't even. <laughs> no, <please. laughs> I can't how, even. Do call, how do you call it chickens? Oh, just like little fried chicken. The, so uh, just like, like, um, like a chicken oh, parm, breaded. but like really thin. Okay. Breaded, yeah. Oof. Remember, guys, it's like a use, schnitzel level. Use the metal mallet. Yeah. <laughs> Tenderizer. Tenderizer. Oh, sweets. Okay. Okay, guys, so jumping back to sweets. Jumping so, back to sweets. Andrina told you grew up with sweets. Oh, yeah. But I will eat a whole pint of ice cream. I'll just sit there and just eat that pint of ice cream. And the next day, I'll open up another one and eat that one, too. Ice By cream way, is my jam. I hate. <laughs> Yo, I love hey, gelato. gelatos. Ooh, gelato. Gelato. Like the the Talenti. I've tried it. I'm not a big. Oh, yeah. Dude, but Talenti's fire, dude. <laughs> oh, half your fucking. <laughs> Dan, you know too much. Dan, you're off the mic. You're off the mic, Dan. <laughs> What caramel cookie crunch? Talenti? Shout out to them, I guess. You know, Talenti tastes even better when it's buy one, get one free. You have tools for your ice cream? No, no, no. Oh my god. He said, no, I gotta back I gotta explain this now. Specific Dad doesn't tools. have a mic, which is uh, it's beneficial because he's telling too much about my life. But <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tra- I'm gonna I'm gonna expound. Just helps me with some jobs. Yes, I'm gonna expound on what on what Dan is talking about. So he's very handy. Yes. Um. So I I I've been known um my my nine to five. I've been known to keep you know I, I do uh, AC work and um. There's always like little small odds and ends that you have to kind of keep in certain containers. Nice, like like yes. there's little things you use, like wire nuts, um, electrical connectors, that type of stuff. So I, I do. He did. He noticed this. I do keep those inside of the empty <laughs> Talenti <laughs> nice. containers. That's cool. And, you know, so I have three of them. But if you to put all the spare, the small spare small parts inside. But, all right, so. But it, so I'm going to take a moment to kind of share a little bit about myself, which people have asked to do on the podcast. And I, I'm not a big fan of it, but just to give you a little background, those containers were from easily, I'd say, about seven, eight years ago. <laughs> now to, Nowadays, I don't keep ice cream in the house. And when I do get ice cream, if he I, eats it before. <laughs> you know, I don't Yo, I, I feel you. I love ice cream. I'm just like, mm, I can't wait to just sit there with a it's, pint and pay. It's great, but I'll tell you honestly, if I do f- buy a pint and I bring it home, um, I could eat like I could kind of like just, I don't know, just drag the spoon over the top three times and get the the satisfaction of what I'm looking for as far as the ice cream fix. Okay. <laughs> and then the pint goes to waste because I might do that maybe two nights. Like, I'll just scrape the top of it, just kind of get, like, a couple spoons. Right. It's not like I don't dig into it. And then I leave it in the fridge <laughs> for the next time that I That's realize I want something. Story. But the thing is that by the time I realize I want ice cream again, it's like, all right, now it's got frost on it. It's been too long. So, oh, so yeah, Dan, there was you. a time in my life I have grown as a person, okay? Um and, uh, I don't, down I don't do pints. that as much as much. But yes, Dan, you're very astute. You you noticed that that's what I was using to keep all my little odds. They got ends. good lids, man. They do. It's yeah. a good container. <laughs> and then the thing hey, is, hey, reduce, want, reuse, recycle. Correct. And you don't want those are the type of things that you don't want to knock over an open container because right. then they go everywhere. It's like all these wire nuts and fittings, and you're like, oh shit! Then I gotta clean them up. But this isn't about me. 
So <laughs> let, let, but let, I, let me I tell you. Let me that. tell you about <laughs> my eating Andreina and the ice cream. And I we're going to make this quick. It's one of my pet peeves. It really is. I hate the way she eats ice cream. And I'll say that, yeah, I do hate the way she eats the ice cream. In the tub. <laughs> I mean, I, the pint, the pint. Yeah, he yeah. calls me Dig Dug. Dig Dug. You played that game? If you guys know the video game Dig Dug, think about it in reference to ice cream. Let me tell you about my ice cream eating habits. So I will take a spoonful, and then I'm like, all right, I don't like like, like a plain vanilla, right? No, it's got to have like, okay, think about like Ben and Jerry's like half-baked. All right, so I'm digging. I'm digging for like that brownie piece, <laughs> that cookie dough piece. And then you just have one side of the ice cream where you can see the bottom and it's just one hole and the rest of it is intact all the way to the top. And I'm just dig dugging. He's an archaeologist. So when I open it up, I'm like, no, I don't even want to eat archaeologist. it. <laughs> I get so mad. I'm like, no. <laughs> Oh my god, and the I'm caramel like, cookie crust, the caramel all the way, all the way down, the bottom. All the way down, And like when I eat ice cream, it's not like half. It's like half. Like yep, it's half. Like it's right, See, right. I, 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 so I do it. I do it in layers. Vertical. It looks like a fucking mountain layer. Yeah. Of it's a cliff. It's a cliff of ice cream. It's a cliff. The T Rexes are. Yeah, there's definitely like a jump off point when you open up my pint. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I did not grow up on sweets, and that's our biggest one of one of our big differences as well. And it's funny because now he actually eats more sweets. Than I <laughs> eat more sweets than she does. So wow. I grew up on what was what was our treat as a kid or our sweets was oatmeal cookies. Mm. My yes. parents were like, yes. "No, I mess with oatmeal. We're cookies. only going to give I you don't. oatmeal cookies or." Was maybe raisins or or oh, oh fig Newton bars. You <laughs> stop! Yes, I, suffered, I suffered the same thing. I suffered the same thing. <laughs> hey man, ancient. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say. I'm a vampire, dude. No fig Newtons. Yeah, it Yo, is. It is. Fig Newtons are fire. Is, is and my son loves figs, and well, I get, I, that, I, he I gets that from his part. grandpa. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 They've been around for a while. You, you think that it's it's an old person's, but fig newtons have lasted the test of time. And uh, but I, I would I don't enjoy them. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not. It is not a yeah, vibe. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's too. Yeah, that improves. Now I'm sorry. <laughs> it might be old head, but I'm not having either one of those. Uh, no. So yeah. And so starting off with just oatmeal cookies and and fig newtons, and then so I never really got into sweets or like ordering sweets after dinner or anything like that and then obviously when when i met andreina wherever we would go out she's like oh sweets i'm like okay I'm, I'm, i'll have a bite <laughs> I, I, i'm okay i'm taking her out on a date i'm gonna get her you know dessert and dinner and all that so i was like all right so i'll have dessert I'm high every names. time it was more dessert more, <laughs> dessert more dessert i was like man it's really good and then i got so used to it and she's like well i'm done now some random year and i'm like well i'm can't. Now, now I'm conditioned. So I never had it. Stop. I never had it when I was a kid growing up. So now I need to have my sweet after Make it up for lost time. For sure. after, yeah, exactly. He'll so go to the, the kitchen and be like, "You want something sweet?" And I'm like, "No, nah, I'm all right." And he will stare at me like if I just betrayed him. Like, I'm like, "What? You did, did you just say you to did me? this to me?" <laughs> and now you're gonna make me drink yeah. alone here. <laughs> what what what's the dessert now that you that you enjoy the most? Oh man, um, brownies, cookies, brownies. Brownies. Brownies, cookies. I think the, well, of course, because you know, those pu- Publix warm, warm, warm cookies. Yeah. Chocolate cook cookies are chocolate chip awesome. Cookies. With, 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 a little, chocolate chip cookies. with a little milk and a little bowl. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not into like the, 
like and Oreo so much no. or cake, just just you know like fresh made. You know, of course they could be like two or three days old, whatever, just fresh made. But like like you you know that they were like made there on premise, yeah, on premise. Yeah, and yeah. like I'm taking them home. I can take a week to eat them. Cool, awesome. Yeah. One last time, you want to let them know where they can find you guys? This is Adrián and Andreina, and we are The Tiny Mallet. You can check us out, thetinymallet.com. Check out our apparel, hilarious stuff. We put a bunch of funny sayings on there. We have our OG Steins, our minis, our skitties. We're right now at Yeasty Brews. You can definitely come drink at Yeasty Brews, join their mug club, enjoy their perks here, get that one-of-a-kind glow-in-the-dark Yeasty Yeasty Brews um, tiny mallet mug. Don't have the blues. (laughs) Don't have the blues. Don't have the blues when you come and and drink at Yeasty Brews. That's right. Also, if you, you know what? We cover all the bases here. That's right. <laughs> Put it on a shirt, Dan. I love that. If you have the blues, come drink at Yeasty Brews, you know, straight out of Dan's mouth. Yeah. You know, come come check Dan and Danielle out. They have amazing beers. They have an amazing vibe. Um, and we have just been honored to be able to collaborate with them. Thank you. You know, our first month club membership. And thank you, Eddie, for inviting inviting us on the, on the podcast, uh, Brews, Beats, and Eats. This was another experience for the books, and we are co- we are truly honored. Yes, definitely. Yeah, uh, this is it. it and, and Nina knows this. I always do a speech. Yeah. <laughs> um, familia, dude. Tu, tu eres familia. Your family. Wow. Love you, bro. Appreciate thank you. It. Thank you. And there it is. <laughs> Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast. As always, I'd like to thank my guests, Adrian and Andreina. For taking the time, sitting down and talking it up with me, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in yet another week. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Tell somebody. Let them know. All streaming platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, there's no excuse. While you're there, subscribe, uh, rate, comment, do whatever it is that you're supposed to do when you get there. The, The hotline is still happening. And I know a lot of people are hesitant to leave voicemails. I said it before. Um, you could text me, text me at that same hotline, and I'll read your text message. It's 786-294-6263. And, um, yeah, let me know what you're drinking, what you're eating, the places you're eating at, and what music you're listening to. July 9th, don't forget the NFT release, the, the can drops. Uh, shouts to Rock Soul and, and, and Dan for putting together these uh, these cans. It's uh, There's going to be a seltzer, and there's going to be a hazy IPA. Come out for that. The real for real. And um, yeah, man, I appreciate everyone, every one of y'all. Thanks. Peace. Bye-bye.